All right, so I have a question for everybody here. Um, Purple. Outside of... Shut up. Outside Mm -hmm. of Ricky's obvious, um, do you guys have any kind of connection or communication with your exes at all? Um, weirdly, like I've always in like all my exes and stuff, I was always kind of friends with them afterwards. Like they never really ended on horrible, horrible notes, except for one of them. Um, and then of course my ex-wife was not a great one, but when we were married, she went through Facebook and started looking up my exes, not like jealousy wise, just cause she didn't believe I could be friends with them mm-hmm. and was like sending them friends requests and like talking to them. And she's like, oh, I talked to Liz and da 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 da. And she said, you're so nice and blah, 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 blah. And, and you, you guys should talk and get back together for lunch or something. I'm like, do you realize how fucking weird it is that my wife is telling me I should go have a lunch date with an ex girlfriend? I mean, do you not hear the crazy in that conversation? I said, but it's, no, nah, I've never really had any negatives other than the, the one, like my first serious long term girlfriend that ended very, very badly on a very, very touchy situation. Hmm. Um, but and then my ex-wife. Other than that, I got along with him. So you, you, in general, you you could have communications, no problem with your exes. Yep, except for the first one and then the last one. Yeah, well, I guess it's a good way to do it. What about you, Robert? Yep. Mm, not really. So, I pro- well, I don't. I'm my my current marriage is my only marriage. Um which I'm quite thankful for because I've I've heard of others where that's not always the case so if it if it is it is um but I've my only uh story to that was a the the girlfriend that I had before my wife because I really wasn't a a huge dater not a big not very big into uh into the dating scene but my the girlfriend that I had been with prior was um, we had been together for about four years. And so mm. she had, um, she had asked life goals of wanting to become a lawyer. Um, and as it turned out, we wound up in a conundrum of this was my wife and I, uh, where we were trying to sell our first house and running into some problems with a very aggressive buyer who was trying to basically snake us saying that we had um not properly disclosed everything on the um on the house before putting it up for sale because they were trying to say that we murdered people. we said this and we said that and we were um and that they were basically trying to trying to create a lawsuit where there wasn't really where there wasn't one gotcha um so i actually had um, in our moment of of going back and forth, we were like, "Who can we contact that actually has any type of law knowledge?" So, um, this is going back a couple of years. I reached out to to this girl. Um, found out that she did not, in fact, go to law school, um, but she did actually done some work. Um, so she was able to offer a little bit of advice here or there, but it wasn't like, oh, by the way, this is how how it officially is. But it was interesting to kind of go backwards and find out, oh, hey, how's thing, how are, how mm. is things going? And turns out, well, you know, person got married, had a kid. Um, but other Being than that, it was it was just hooters. It, well, no, not quiet. No, 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 definitely it's not. But I mean, it, it happens. It's, it's a five year plan. 
Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, it is the five year plan. No, um, it was everything was 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 amiable, but that was was, it. was her name and Vicky. So, no. This is a good surprise on you. <laughs> no. no. Okay, big daddy. No. But uh, but um, my 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 story, uh, uh, my relational story to that is basically one of the reasons why we did break up, um, and uh, which was that um, said girlfriend. Um, at the time, she was ah. trying to do something very, um, very cute um, by setting up a uh, treasure hunt of sorts where I was going to find uh, a gift, which was um, some like a movie ticket or something. or I forget what it was now, but um, she sent me on this treasure hunt. Well, one of one of this it was just a, like, you know, driving around, driving here and there. And now oh, let's go to this place where we first went on a date and et cetera. Well, one of those places where she hid a uh, treasure item was uh, in the middle of this park, which uh, unfortunately the night before had flooded because Ooh. of an excessive amount of rain. And so it was in the middle of this um, sort of island now <laughs> that hadn't been an island the day before um, in a tree. And so I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to, you know, she's like, oh, don't bother. Just, it's just all, it's all soggy. I was like, no, I can jump this. So I jumped the gap between the water, which was, you know, way deeper than I wanted to get, you know, I wanted to like wade through, jumped the gap, slid through the mud and proceeded to tear part of my ear on this tree. So what started out as, oh, let's have a nice day, turned out with a visit to the ER and me getting some lovely temporary stitches. Nice. so nothing says love like I'm willing to take stitches for your gift of generosity. Yeah, so it's, it's went out for a sandwich, got into an Indiana Jones adventure instead. There you go. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's awesome. But anyway, uh, one reason I wanted to ask is because sometimes I feel weird because I don't talk to my exes. Like, and I feel like a lot of people have good relationships somehow, even a boyfriend, girlfriend, usually because obviously I've never been married before. Um, but like the the woman I was dating prior to Miss Shoki, you know the one with the it was a single mom. You know I was basically yeah. the stepdad. I've talked about it before on the show. Um, now we had a carryover relationship after we broke up. Like there was a couple few months there where we were still sort of seeing each other on the side. You know I may or may not have uh, been giving it to her I mean, after she was engaged yeah, to her. Yeah, just getting together to bang. Got it. Yeah, basically. But like she she did want to uh carry on a friendship after the fact. So like the only reason she was even doing anything with me is because she wanted to try to keep me in her life even though I was trying to get her back. You know, so uh-huh. like for her it's just okay, if I got to fuck him to keep him in my life, it'll be fine. But then once she's in another relationship, even to the point of being engaged to another man, you know, it's like I guess you probably can't keep fucking me, so, you know, at that I point, mean, that's not how biology works, but yeah, it's true. But uh, some kind of social norms, I don't know. But mm-hmm. anyway, so even to the point like we were still talking, like nothing was going on. She had moved to Dallas, so she was you know two hundred miles away. So obviously nothing's going on, not really, anyways. And then I got with Miss Shoki, you know, at least uh, at the beginning of our relationship, and even up till like. A little bit before we moved in together, um, she did hit me up one time because she, my ex, hit me up because she was going to be in town and she just wanted to see me. 
And so I begrudgingly said, okay. And when met with her for about, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, you know, about as much as I could stomach realistically. Um, and I kind of kept that from Miss Shoki there for a little while. And then eventually I did tell her that, I mean, nothing happened obviously, but like at this point it's like, I don't want her in my life because it's like, it just reminds me of all the bad shit, you know? And we didn't really end on good terms, realistically. Um, but she wants to pretend we did and be able to carry on a friendship. And so she has contacted me a couple of times in the last couple of years via Facebook after I unblocked her. I'm like, look, I'm, I'm not friends with her. She can't see my shit. Nothing like that. So I unblocked her. And so she sent me a message uh, a couple of years ago uh, where Tara had asked about my mom. And uh, so she sent me a message saying, hey, we're just saying how y'all are doing. You know, she was wondering about your mom because my mom tried to be kind of a grandma to her, you know, when she babysat her a couple times. And uh, it was the same same situation where basically she wouldn't allow me or even my parents to kind of help in the raising of her. It's just more or less the convenience of having someone there. Um, but either way. And so a, few, a couple of weeks ago, she messaged me again, also under the guise of, oh, well, Tara saw this thing and was curious about you. I was like, if she was curious, she could contact me. He's like, but I don't want to fucking talk to you. Like, I'm not replying to her. She can see that I read it, but I'm not replying to her at all because I don't want to open that door. Whatever, Whatever's on the other side of that door, I don't want to fucking open it. But well, I don't sometimes know. Sometimes it just invites drama. Yeah, and that's one thing, like... So, you know, obviously my wife knows everything that me and the ex did do. You know, I did tell her everything that happened, even, you know, once we broke up and then all the times we were together after that. And it did create a lot of drama in, in the early days of our relationship. And uh, there was a lot of jealousy there. Like, she felt for a long time that the ex was just going to scoop me up. Like, suddenly realized she made a mistake. I was like, yeah, she made such a mistake that she went and married someone else and then divorced him and is now with somebody else. I was like, yeah, that was a great mistake. And she's just going to come and scoop me back up. Um, I was like, it, it don't work that way. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you kind of have me nailed down here for, let's see, what are you, seven years at this point. Um, so like, I mean, this is the longest relationship I've ever had. I'm not just going to go and fuck it up for one that definitely didn't work. But like, if, if the kid wanted to contact me and talk and hang out and stuff like that, because she's 18 now, I think, 17 or 18 now. So if she wanted to hang out, I mean, it would be awkward as fuck, don't get me wrong, but, like, I would be open at least to that, because there's no negativity there, you know, at least on my part, you know, but I don't want to remotely open the door for her mother at all. Like, it's like, I don't want you in my life. You fucked up so much of my life when you left that I can't not hold that against you, you know? So... Either way, there's just that that happened the other day, and I wanted to talk it through. Essentially, you know, see if there's anybody out there who also doesn't have good relationships with their exes, or if you cut them out completely, or if they're like completely in your life all the fucking time. You know, I think uh, the best example for me is my uh, my mother and my father. So, I mean, my parents were a marriage of convenience to try to get away from their personal situations. Um, but then it was um, just a constant battle between them to the point where they divorced by the time I was by the, by the time I was nine um, and they the only reason why they why there was 
any communication um, was literally purely over over you know, child payments. And so my mother basically turned my father into the epitome of the worst of like the 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 devil the devil reincarnate and so yeah. the she would you know she would tell she would draft the narrative um which of course as a kid you 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 know that's not not what you should be doing no um but she drafted the narrative that my father was you know uncaring about anything uh, that had to do with me and that so were you I with was, your mom you know so I was with my mom. Okay. And so she drafted this narrative where my father was the worst person ever and that he, you know, he he did this and he did that. And while there are some granules of truth, which I mean, I'm not going to go into detail over, there's a lot that was more about my mother's per my mother having this giant um schism over how she she over what she she perceived. And so it it really made their relationship. That was that was a it, it turned into a battle of attrition um, between the two of them to the point that the next time they ever even saw each other was uh, literally many years later when uh, when I was getting married. And so that was the most awkward rehearsal wedding rehearsal I'd ever <laughs> been at. The dinner was yeah. literally two sides it was like it, it was like the 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 hatfields and the mccoys one side you had one side you had my mother's side of the family one side you had my father's side of the family and the daggers were being thrown uh by eyes of every person at each table mm. um and so that that was probably the the most telling about what could go wrong when you are just not having an amicable separation there are some there are multiple instances that i know of in friends where yes they have very amicable separations divorces and the the, the mother and father or the you know whoever they they are they stay friends and they they stay in contact and it's you know and especially especially when you're co-parenting at least having that amicable <sighs> the amicable it does thing help it does, does it definitely helps yeah yeah it does but um, no, not so much with not so much with my mother and father. It was um, it was beyond a shadow of a doubt the most um, the the mo like you know if 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 voodoo dolls were were uh, were a thing that actually worked, my mother would have had one. Oh, and, they work, but you have to really um, yeah. believe. Have to really believe, yeah. Also, have access um, to bones and stuff. I mean, it's a complicated thing. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, that's that's kind of what I can. That's kind of what I think of. But you're right. Like, if they're reaching out to you and they're, you know, and it's sort of like, oh, I was wondering about this, or you know, it, it's that it's that that trying to find a wedge in because, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and usually it is something that leads to more drama. From what from one way what or I've the seen. other, there will be more drama. Like, Correct. They're one way or the other, be, and, because... and it's uh, it's always something it's always something emotional, personal, or because they have some sometimes sometimes it's it's just because of the type of personality. Yeah. Well, for her, and and this is one thing I guess that has always bothered me a little bit when when a current girlfriend or spouse or whatever does have a relation or has a continuous relationship with an ex, whether that's just you know, where there's friends or whatever. I guess it's never made sense to me. It'd be like, so he used to dick you. 
but you guys can talk now so to about anything. Not even so to speak. Um, I'm just saying straight up. It's like, so y'all used to fuck, but you're still friends now, even though you and I are now fucking. It's like, I don't know how I feel about you two being in the same room at this point. You know, but I mean, that's the jealousy part on me for just what it is, I guess. But like, that's not uncommon, though. Yeah, that but, is not uncommon. But given my ex's proclivities to wanting to at least use her body to keep me around, I wouldn't put her past her, be like, look, you know, we're hanging out okay, maybe. He's like, she'll be like, I'll be like, no, I'm kind of done with this. Would she do something stupid, you know, again? It's just like, no. I'm not going to even open the door to this possibility. Not to mention she's seven years older than when we were together, you know, <laughs> no longer. So we broke up. So I keep forgetting we didn't break up then. Uh, so we broke up the year prior. So she's eight years older than when we broke up in the first place. So, you know, it is what it is. She, she was already five years older than me. So, you know, not that older ladies can't can't still do the thing but now she, she's at least from what i can see she's with a just old... scared off half our listening no no no. I, I don't mind that it's just i'm talking about at least for me you know it's one thing when you started out at that level but at this point i'm not gonna go not gonna go fishing in that direction but you know and also there's it's not just a drama with her obviously because we have our significant past but like the fact that and maybe this is just me. The The biggest thing for me when it comes to breakups or people splitting off and stuff like this is like, you know, you, she took most of my life socially and everything when she left. Like I was left with virtually nothing. So to me, it was like, look, if you hadn't done it this way, I could have kept on. And not lost as much, but I lost friends, I lost my social circles, I lost my hobbies, I lost everything when you left. So it's like that to me, that's an unforgivable thing. And I don't know if that's just on me, but the same thing, uh you know, when when certain friends have left in recent years, it's just like, look, you kind of just fucked off and left me behind. That's basically betrayal on my end. So it's like if you want to try to come back, you're gonna have to fucking get out the shovel and fucking start unburying all the bullshit you put yourself under, you know? And maybe that's just me not being able to let shit go or something, or maybe I just hold grudges to a degree, but like when it comes to betrayal and taking things from me that mean the most to me, I'm sorry, it's shit. I don't really forgive. But plus in the social circle deal, you know, it just, it's, it just depends upon, I, I hate to put it this way, but it's kind of like who gets the kids in the divorce. No, it's what it was. It who is got, who it got, is, is who got it the is friends, a, a, right? Yeah, who gets the friends? Who gets the fun? Yeah. So she got um, she got the friends and she got the fun essentially. And these were people I already knew in the first place. Like plus these, side, you got us. You many many years later. It's yes. hard. Perfection is worth waiting for. It's hard too, especially with friends, because they're like, "Who side? Who side are we going to?" Exactly, <laughs> and and the thing is, like, this is the same group that uh, I've mentioned before, that uh, because of her, essentially, you know, not just when she left, but prior to that, because we had already split off from that friend group due to moral disagreements, um, where they kind of wanted a lot of stuff to happen at a party, and I'm like, I'm not participating in this. Um, and so we decided oh, shit. Shoki was dating in the seventies, bro. Shit. I wish. But, uh, anyways, but we'd already made a moral decision to kind of cut these people out because they were just going a different direction than we were. You know, we're trying to fucking make a serious thing. We're trying to have a family, you know, 
So if we if we're gonna go down yeah, this route, you can still have a serious thing and a family and still get involved in key parties. Does everybody has to be on the same page? <laughs> exactly, but we weren't. So either way, mm-hmm. um, so whenever we broke up, she went back to that friend group, no problem, arms wide open. And then like I would see them out at things, and I would talk to them. You know, it would still be amicable, but it's like, well, this is like literally like I feel like I feel like you guys are cheating on her with me. You know, it's like that kind of awkward thing. And they're like, well, it, and then it just kept getting more and more awkward to the point. Like then it turned into animosity in the last few years. And then I just said, fuck all y'all. It's like, it's like, we could have tried a lot harder than this, but you guys, it's like, I'm the only one making any effort. And I've known you guys for fucking 20 years. So, you know, fuck it. But either way, that's a, uh, kind of a bummer start to the episode, but it is what it is way to bring up the energy. Yes. We're going to go the other direction. Now, guys, welcome back to episode 22. Now you've made it awkward podcast. And, uh, actually as, as we're recording this, I have episode 21 up to be edited. So, uh, the being a week off now actually is kind of helpful, except I forgot where the numbers are until I just said it out loud. So, uh, I am Shoki. You can follow me at all the Shoki-related things down below in the description. And we also have uh, Ricky over here. What's going on, y'all? And you can follow his work for Nerd Rage Radio on Facebook, where he makes the promo videos for every episode of Nerd Rage. And, of course, over on the Realm Hatton Project, which I popped into ever so briefly on Friday night for your hangout. Yep, saw you. Yep. Talked shit at you, and then you left. Yep. I mean, I literally just started the the live stream and I'm like, okay, I know they're going to go live any minute now. So I'm going to pop into the chat when I can. Um, mm-hmm. Just so Ricky can say I've actually, you know, seen their, their live stream for once. Um, and I already repaid the favor. I, I started one of your videos and as soon as the opening intro was done, I turned it back off again. Oh, good, so, good, like, good. We're even now. At least you heard the opening music. Good. And then <laughs> over here, we, we have our uh, newcomer, uh, Dormammu slash Robert over here. How's everybody doing? Domo Rigato, Mr. Roboto. He opens with some nice Japanese. Um, and you don't really follow him at anything, but that's okay. You can catch him sometimes. But yeah, you follow him everywhere. You, you just don't realize it. You, you can catch him I'm, in the I'm, dark I'm, dimension. I'm everywhere and nowhere. <laughs> you, can, you can catch him in the dark dimension where he uh, is constantly trapped in a time loop. <laughs> you know what? I, I still don't like that. That that Doctor Strange. Uh, sorry, you should Can't. be because it's awesome. It's trash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> yay! It's so nice to have somebody on here that agrees with me. Woohoo! Uh, I need Mike back. Anyways, uh, so we do have some comments from episode twenty. I knew we would get some as soon as it posted. Um, so from uh, Jay. Otherwise known Quick as reminder of what episode 20 was about episode 20 was, I said, I'm not drunk. You're drunk. It was that last episode where it was just you and me talking. Oh, okay. Yep. So, uh, Jay and or Jan Goza said, I, Oh, this is the fart talk, by the way. Um, just for reference, all these comments are both fart talking. Um, Jan said, I have cleared a three bedroom house before ate the wrong thing that week. Good Lord. That week. How long did this clearing go on for? Good lord. I farted on Tuesday. They came back on Saturday. <laughs> Damn. We had the fu- he fumigated <laughs> single man fumigation party. Um and then good old Will. Uh left a good comment here. Said 
Uh, the As for this fart stuff, before my dad and I moved to where we live now, we were living in a one-bedroom apartment, my bed on one side of the room and his on the other. I don't remember what he ate that fucked up his stomach, but he was ripping ass all night. It got so bad I had to open a window because the farts were taking over the room. Of course, the next day <laughs> he just laughed because he's a man-child. <laughs> then we're man-childs because that's funny. <laughs> yes, we are man-childs as well. I actually laughed at the comment in the comments. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will be honest. That I will. I will. I will be honest that I. I personally um, uh, giggle like a uh, like a five year old. That um, if uh, especially when you're in a work bathroom situation, and there's <laughs> the stalls. Yes. Um, and basically, there's this smell that is making the walls bleed. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly, that is um, that is going to make me laugh because I'm so sorry yet. I am not. You sink my battleships. So, I was going to say it's a battleship situation. Okay, so um, we do have an email to read, and it is from Jay, and it is insanely long. <clears throat> I am going to skip part of it because uh, it's a top five thing that we can actually do later on. Um, so I don't want to, pre- I don't want to preface that. So we'll save that to come back to. So he says, top five best video game movies, in his opinion. Uh, honorable mention: Mortal Kombat Annihilation be- because of Whoa. Smoke and Cyrex. This motherfucker put put Annihilation on the best movies list. We knew something, we knew something was wrong with this guy to begin with. Oh, Will, you used to be my- no. This is Jay or Will? This is Jay. Oh, okay, cool. I thought it was Will. I was like, man, you used to be my favorite. I don't know anymore. But okay, mm-hmm. Jay, you be you, dude. Yep. Annihilation, get the fuck out of here. Yep. And- if he's only ever seen six movies and he put Annihilation on the list, fine. But if he's seen anything more than that and it still made his list. He, he lives in a drug-free zone. Yeah, I don't even understand. Not a drug-free zone. <laughs> yeah, well, free drug yeah. zone. Free drug zone. There you go. Oh, the other yeah. one. Okay, so it says number five is Mortal Kombat. I don't know which one he's referring to. It just says Mortal Kombat. I don't know if that means... We'll assume we... the first one since <clears throat> he threw Annihilation on the yeah. list. Let's, just, let's hope he thinks the first Mortal Kombat was better than Annihilation. Right. Number four was Halo Forward Unto Dawn. Uh... I can't remember if Ford on Tadon was a movie or a series. It was on Netflix. No, it was on Netflix. I think it was a movie. Yeah, but it wasn't on there. It was, like, it was like one of those one. It was like one of those like hour and 10 minutes or hour and 18. Okay. I just minutes. couldn't remember if it was movie or series. <clears throat> but then he has Nightfall right above that. So he put both Halo mm-hmm. quote unquote movies. Nightfall is definitely a series. Like cause it was episodic. Okay. So I couldn't remember. I had it backwards then. Mm-hmm. So he's wrong because uh, we said movies, not series. All right, so uh, number two is Final Fantasy Advent Children slash Max Payne Unrated. We're not doing ties, goddammit. Stop yes, we doing do ties. ties and ties you, are stupid. You have, tie, you have to do ties of movies that are at least comparable to each other. Max Payne does not reach the levels of Advent Children. Well, he does say the unrated version, so maybe there's something more there. Does the unrated version not have Mark Wahlberg in it? No. Then it's not any better. Actually, it might. I don't know. Um, well, how about this? Since we know Nightfall is a series, we'll bump that off and we'll put Max Payne under Advent Children. Yeah, we'll, we're we'll, fixing your we're top fixing five, your Jay. list. You're wrong. And yeah. Annihilation completely gone. It's, yeah, we what is wrong with you? Annihilation. So I'm assuming he's only ever seen eleven movies, and Annihilation's right in the middle between the bad and the good <laughs> list. Um, and then uh, he's got Resident Evil CG all. So I guess there were Resident movie, Resident Evil movies, the cartoon ones. I don't know. It just says CG. I have no idea. I guess it's the non, non-movie movies. 
I was gonna say the I was thinking the the graphics, computer graphics ones. Like That's the, what. Yeah. Well, I'd never seen him, so I didn't know what he's talking about. No. Okay, so I'm skipping his next conversation because he jumped. That was ahead. his number one. Was the was, was the, the Resident Evil CG movies? Yep. Huh. Yeah, but I mean, hey, to each their own, except for Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Sorry. I know we're um, all allowed to have opinions, and so that means your opinion is right to you. But here's my opinion: that list was trash, <laughs> trash, trash. Hey, he put Halo movies and Final Fantasy on there, so it's well, no, he put it. a he put a Halo show in in there. No, no, we and... we edited the list, so he did not. Okay, <laughs> so he has a he has another top five discussion that he started, so I'm leaving that out for now. We'll come back to it when we actually do that discussion. Thanks for the comment. <clears throat> Try harder. Yep. Yeah, try do better. <laughs> do better. Do better next time. All right. So, uh, because I I talked about his, he's basically commenting as he's listening to the episode. Uh, so I said we had a morning, noon, and afternoon school newscast. The noon and afternoon were punishment for lesser things. I don't even know what that means. The noon one, you had to leave fourth period to do the newscast. Oh, that's right. He worked on it. That's right. That's right. Uh, you had to leave the fourth period to do the newscast, split fourth period, 30-minute lunch, 20-minute show, eight-minute across campus, two minutes to eat lunch. Oof, that fucking blows. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh. Oh, he rated the uh, he rated episode three of the Rome Hatton Project. Uh, he rated it a 4.0. So I guess that's a lower score than it had before. Yeah, because you guys were an average uh, five before so he gave episode okay. three a lower a lower he's just his, his email is just proving me more and more right about what his trash opinion is on stuff but he did say he said the best part of episode two is wolfie's car ride with ee i haven't watched so i don't know the reference what is he talking about wolfie's car ride with ee i have no idea i don't know what the fuck he's talking about either they don't even live in the same fucking state no idea no idea what he's talking about it's your podcast you should know Okay. Uh, I don't so, know if he's talking about the hangout or the actual episode two. I don't know. Which one oh, it could about. be. Yeah. I might not know that the hangouts don't count. Um, let's see here. Okay. So he's got questions. It says, are flame toys kits worth the price? The cheapest I can get locally is 50 to 60 bucks. That's basically the average price for a flame toys kit. Now. Um, I think there's only been one that was slightly lower than that, but uh, they're all in the 40 to 80 40 to, 60, 40 to 40 to 90 range yeah and the 90 ones are like uh devastator you know the bigger ones so i will um, speak from experience because i just got the windblade kit mm-hmm. um with it uh it's so far i mean i just started on it literally but it is it's very well put together very nice build if you're not the type that's going to completely customize it out like me i don't I, i'm not like interested in taking a bunch of paint to it it's right ready right out of the box mm-hmm. and so it has me interested in other in other kits that they are going to be releasing for the future yeah and i mean i've done i've done a handful of them uh, i've done three versions of the original prime I've done IDW, G1, Prime, two of the Seekers. You're talking cause... about the Fury model kits or whatever? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I've done, uh, I don't have a Thundercracker yet. I need one. No, Skywarp, sorry, wrong one. The Rodimus uh, look pretty nice. Too. The Rodimus like, is cool. I actually, I'm, dude, I'm I'm debating on the Rodimus. Or Hot Rod, whatever 3K. it is. No, they're all called Rodimus because it's Japanese. Um, the Bumblebee was one of my favorite ones because I customized mine. Uh I did a really good paint job on it, so I really like the Bumblebee one. Uh, same Nobody thing. sucks my dick like I do. 
right? My paint uh, job spectacular. <clears throat> no, my paint jobs are good to me, but like compared to what Sean can paint, it's very different. Oh well, that's that's not even a fair comparison. No, it's not. Literally using professional grade shit on it. Yeah, he uses automotive paints on his shit. I'm using Tamiya model paints, but uh, I mean, like there were the original Prime and the original Seeker mold is the ones that are the least good. Uh, and I would say the least worth the money, but that usually that comes down to the quality of the plastic and the quality of the polycaps because the polycaps for the joints were sized incorrectly and they split like within a week of putting it together. So your joints come very, very loose or they're so dumb that they actually used polycap material, which is kind of a, a hard rubber, you know, hard plastic, soft rubber kind of thing, whatever you want to look at it for the joint itself. Like instead of using Ugh. it, instead of using it as a mounting point to make Ugh. the joint the softer, joint they use the entire joint out of that material. But they only did that on the earliest models. They don't do it in the later ones. That's gross. Um, yeah, it is. But like the G1 Prime is a fantastic kit. I love that. Actually, the IDW Prime is a really, really cool kit. The way that the uh, they engineer it so that when you move the leg, the wheels that are on the back of his calf actually tuck in to with the uh, second knee joint. So it's actually really cool how they engineered that. Um, and like, and like, uh, Robert said, you don't have to paint them. The stickers aren't the best thing in the world. So unless you really care, I would definitely not say, or to say not put any stickers on them, if, except for maybe the logos, obviously. Um, you need to start calling him Dormammu. Cause every time you say Robert, I go to ask who you're talking about. Yeah. I don't like calling him. <laughs> so you know him as Dormammu. I know him as Robert, but, uh, either way, <laughs> <clears throat> but it, yeah but either way um i do still have uh what do i have i got megatron i've got uh not nemesis uh shattered glass prime and i think one other one still in the in the backlog to do i do want the hot rod slash rodimus kit uh so i could paint it up i'm gonna do like sean did do it like three different color reds stuff like that the, the megatron i've got the autobot megatron not the decepticon megatron so they need to do a G1 Megs, and they haven't done it yet, and it kind of sucks. So I say they're worth it. Uh, I am gathering from Jay that he doesn't have that much money, um, so I get that when it comes to dropping fifty bucks on like one thing that you have to put together, it may not be a hundred percent up your alley. But I'd say the later kits are all worth it. The Seekers only have a couple small issues, but they're doesn't necessarily cool. mean it's a money thing. Hold on a second. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a money thing because refer back to our previous conversation where I talked about going to Melting Pot with the wife. Yeah. I can afford to go to Melting Pot. I just think it's fucking stupid to pay that much for something I got to cook for myself. No, I agree with that. But maybe but... that's just how he feels about it. Like, well, it's that stupid to pay that much if I have to build it. Well, the reason I said that is because he told me that he had to save up to buy one of our shirts. So that's why I say uh, money, that, money is tight. You. Yeah. Speaking of which, we have new merch uh, that I put up. Um, it is the I am a Nymean shirt. And uh, I've got that in ladies and guys. You brought that up like. because I wanted to bitch about that, about how to talk to you for two months to get you to do the dupe one. But you made that Nymean one overnight. Yeah, because that was an easy one. Actually, I did, I did the uh, doof one overnight when I did it. It just took me two months to get to it. Um, either way. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's the thing. Um, his my G1 Transformers are the Bayverse movie ones. So his oh Transformer knowledge is starting at Bayformers. This is still Jay, right? The same email. 
starting to make a lot of sense about why you and I do not agree on this on the same kind of shit. <clears throat> I'm glad that you you don't like the stuff that I like. If you <laughs> well, I so, mean, so but, Jay, that's from that's that's great. Um, so he's like seventeen. So it's good glad for you. You're a fan. Go backwards. <laughs> Go backwards. Well, here's the problem. It's one thing for us to say that as people who grew up with G1. To have a grown man go back and watch G one now through after seeing the baby oh, it's rough. first, it's, it's going to be hard. There's it's no, going to be not, rough. But how about here's this? The thing. No, no, hold on. I'll, I'll, I'm not even telling him to go back go and ahead, enjoy it too much. I'm just don't want him to say anything about liking Bayverse. Ugh. How about how about instead like of going back like. to G one, at least go to Transformers Prime. Like, Prime Prime least, would be a better one. That's Animated a good one to go to. Would be better. Animated. Animated's good too. Both were based essentially around the Bayverse movies, but without or having to directly in reference disguise, them. Disguise 2005 would be fine. Is that the one that was car robots? That is the one that was car robots. Yes. That one's okay, but it's not close enough to a G1. Still continuity. better than Bayverse. Oh, it is. Well, but... it's it's still a be- it's still a decent introduction. I, I and think... here's the thing: I I take it from perspective, and this is this is my own personal experience. Yeah, I don't pretend to know everything about Transformers, and I certainly don't. I'm I'm not so far into it that I would want to do an anthology and write my own book. But I I I take it if you are a collector and you enjoy the topic, and as an Educated individual would tell you the best thing to do is to learn more about that topic. Yes. Now I get, you see Robert's trying to be PC and be nice Who? to you guys and stuff. Uh, so he's trying to be nice and PC <laughs> and all that shit. And I get the thought process of, okay, it's, it's, at least it's something. It gets them started in Transformers and it gets them, somebody supporting the brand and blah, blah. I get all that. Fine. Fine, fine, whatever. It's still fucking trash, and the fact that you defend it is trash. Not defending it because I will not you will, him. Not wait, you no, him. Hold on. Well, okay, yeah. Hold on. No. He didn't defend it. He just said that that's his reference. He, that's he didn't his say reference. it was, was good or bad. Point. He didn't say it was good or bad. He said that's where he's starting from. No, he said that's his G one, which means that's what you like. No, that means he literally started there. Doesn't mean he's, that, he's saying it's where that's he's his only from. reference. That's his turning point, right? Yeah. So just saying it's G one doesn't mean it's first. a good thing. He's not the only one. We have plenty. There are plenty of of people and plenty of collectors that have that are joining. That I mean, it new. is possible he's like twenty six and he started watching them when he was five. Or Get that my kids have seen it. My kids, my kids appreciate the movies. I can appreciate it from the fact that it is a Transformers movie. Whoop de doo. There are some things transforming in the movie. But let me tell you what, I my kids wanted to see those movies and I said, Okay, I'll watch them with you. But then you sit down and watching these with me. Now that they've seen all of them, guess which ones they prefer to put in on their own without even asking? The G one cartoon. Well, at least those were we own, actually. We own made all for of kids. it. We own all of it. And they would rather watch those than watch so, the Bayverse. So who's with me that we need to start an island nation where we just raise all our next generation as though it is the 80s? And we just you don't have through. to start an island nation. Mm-hmm. Parents just have to be parents and be hands-on and proactive in their parenting. My kids love 80s cartoons and 80s games because I made it a part of their life. Exactly. But and, they still live in modern day. I'm saying the whole yep. fucking thing is raising like it's the 80s and 90s again. I mean, does that mean we're going to have Coke everywhere like they did in the 80s? Is, is we can. Kind of I mean, it's still pretty I'm relevant. In. As long as it's as long as long it's clean and doesn't have as much fentanyl in it, then it'll be okay. Yeah. 
Sign nostalgia me up, forcing is not always the best tactic to take. I no, guess. You have to you have to be careful with it. See, yeah, you, you are very to. much touching on a thing because if you try to force it, you can make them hate it because they had to watch it. I guess that's also true. Yeah. Um, you know, just what's because funny? just because my kids listen to kids, Bob, doesn't mean I'm not going to tune into the 80s station and have them listen in for a little bit yeah. just so that they can understand where the music originated from. So exactly. So just um, on that topic about, I guess, nostalgia forcing. And I don't want not necessarily the same thing but it's in the same vein so whenever how long ago was this four i think four years ago um i discovered that you know my wife who is uh only only two years younger than me grew up in the 80s and the 90s had never seen the last unicorn even as a female she managed to never see the last unicorn so i did i've never seen it I did have her watch it. Cause what? You're talking, about the, you're talking about the cartoon one? Yeah. Yes. I might have seen it a long time ago. I just don't remember it. Yeah, it's possible. It I, I mean, the fact that I grew up with my female cousins basically meant that I watched, outside of my own watching at home, I was watching mostly female-related cartoons, if not you just like... You don't have to explain to us why you liked My Little Pony and Strawberry Shortcake, dude. Relax. We're not here to judge you. Well, we to be fair, you. the My Little Pony movie, Oh, that's goodness. one thing. If, if, if it's the movie I remember it as, where they, like... Anyways, let me finish the other unicorn story. Breaking news, y'all heard it here. Shoki's a brony. Not a brony. But, uh, <laughs> but what I was saying, the only reason I saw the last unicorn was because it was with my female cousins. But either way, the fact that she had never seen it and then w- watched it as an adult, it didn't hit the same. Like, you know, for me, I was all of in my nostalgia feels because I watched that movie a bunch as a kid, surprisingly. Um... And, I, and even as an adult, I'm like, yep, this still has a lot of the same creep factor. And like, cause it was more of an adult cartoon because like there was cursing in it. There was all kinds of violence and shit like that. So it was like not your typical Disney Don Bluth type film. So like, I don't know, maybe something people might want to check into if they haven't seen it. But uh... so it was like along the lines of like Secret of Nim type thing. Oh, yeah, it was very it was far. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's the same studio house. It's still Don Bluth. After oh, was Don Bluth. OK, so I was yeah. wrong. And, and so keep keep in mind that like so Secret of Nim was the first project after Bluth left Disney Studios mm-hmm. um, because he was originally being groomed to be one of the um, successors to the the original seven men. Yeah, um, the original seven animation and i love uh shout out to you know i love screen crush they they just did they just did a whole thing on it yep and so the last unicorn was again was i think the i don't think it was the project immediately after that it might have been you'll have to forgive me on that but um it is one of my favorites and it was one of my favorites because it was one of the first movies that i got to watch off of um hbo when hbo became a thing yeah um because my aunt was uh, was literally our 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 social blockbuster, you know, blockbuster. She would record the HBO and VHS, and yeah. then we would we would we would get to borrow some of those some of her VHS catalog. Um, it was one of my favorites, and um, quite frankly, it has a lot of the elements. You're right; it is it is not for you know you you have to prepare your kids. Actually, it does have some moments where it's like it's very kind of scary. To, to, it also is it's America. It, it, it's it's America. Soundtrack sure. is America. Yeah. Come on. By the way, I mean, by the way, um, 
I just looked it up. I don't know that it was technically Don Bluth, but Rankin and Bass was and Bass, the, one of the production right, companies. Bass, it was there. Yeah, but the anime. Yeah, the other ones that did the old Christmas movie. movies, right? Yeah, all the uh, yep. things. The claymation right. ones. Yep, exactly. That's cool. I actually did not realize that until I just scrolled through. I wanted to see. Um, to give you an idea, oh, that's right. I forgot. You'll see some of the some of the same themes or um, some of the same drawings that you see in like Thundercats. Exactly. Thundercats exactly. Okay, so Ricky, just to give you an idea of the main voice cast: Jeff Bridges, Mia Farrow, Angela Lansbury, Alan Arkin, Tammy Grimes, Robert Klein, and Christopher Lee were like the main the main cast. For so the like Flash Unicorn. Yeah. So like they. I'm had... pretty sure I have seen it. I just don't remember it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's in there. Like, I think it was also along the same lines as the original Hobbit animated movie Yeah, the well. cartoons, that. And they only made that in Return of the King, and it had them both. Yep. So, it's it's in that same vein. But it's just because we're talking about the nostalgia forcing thing, it's like trying to... You know, even now, like, I could watch that movie, but it meant something to me as a kid, especially when the harpy scene, like, when that whole freak-out thing and the weird, uh, like, gypsy camp. Like, so they had captured a legitimate harpy and we're keeping it in their like freak show but like everything else they had was like a lion with a fucking they called it a manticore and they had like strapped some bullhorns to it or something you know they had a whole that's, bunch of that's fake the one with this uh, a manticore is the one with the scorpion tail right yeah so they had they had done a whole bunch of fake nonsense in this in this thing but they captured the unicorn and by chance and like she could sense and communicate with the harpy so, like, that's the one other real thing they have. And it's, like, deathly evil. It looks like a vulture-like thing. I think it's got, like, mm-hmm. some, like, th- like three gross, like, saggy tits and stuff like that. Like, it was fucking, fr- like, the whole scene, like, it was fucking cr- nuts. And I remember that. Along with the the Red Bull, which is the main antagonist, as it is. Um, there's a, It's a good movie. Oh, for, strong like Bull? No. <laughs> Not strong like Bull. Red Bull gives you energy, gives you wings. Um, also forces your entire species into the ocean. Um, so there's there's that whole thing too. So either way, just going off on that random tangent there. Uh, do still have a little bit more of this email to go through because once again, he writes long emails. Jesus Christ. Uh, do multiple shorter emails. <laughs> so uh, he was clarifying that uh, one of the things we couldn't figure out what he was talking about. He said there were 90 to 95 people in the modeling group and like the it was a weird sentence fragment when he sent it the first time. We thought it was a percentage. It was he was actually talking about the number of people in the group, and he's and a direct addressing to you, Ricky. He said, oh, okay. "Ricky, it was not the Gundam people that were toxic. One one was an armor guy, one was a car guy, one was a figure guy." You talking about the Why people is he directing that to me? I'm not a Gundam guy. Well, no, because you were you said that uh, if Gundam people are going to be like that, I don't want to. Be a part oh, of toxic okay, okay. community, yeah. Okay. So okay. he said they all thought that groups had to be separate with no crossover, and to do so was sacrilege. So basically, you had these different genres. They were elitists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, there were there were genre elitists. Yeah. So, and I get that there are a lot of people who are like that in the basically the hobby community, as I call it. Pretty much every fandom has people like that. Yeah, but this oh, is the case where you got you got mainliners versus fucking third party and KOs yeah, and like, that that part's true. But when it comes to these things, because it's a creator community, not just a collector community, um, you're all doing the same action, but to apply to different products. So it's like I'm gonna build this. Well, I can't be in- involved with you building that. 
It's like, that's just fucking retarded, in my opinion. Because, like, it was a similar story at Hobbytown because we had uh, the IPMS guys, which are just, that's a international modeling community thing, but they do normal models, vehicles, cars. And these guys were mostly, like, all, uh, like, over 40 guys, and they would do monthly meetups, but they were doing it to a theme, like, okay, this week or this time we're doing all... World War One vehicles, stuff like that, you know. So they would announce it, and then they'd get together the next month to show off what they'd done, that kind of thing. But there was no crossover at first with those guys and the Gundam community, even though we're coming to the same store, we're buying products in some cases from the same company, and we're using the same space to do the same thing at different times. But there's no crossover until one one month when I showed up like an hour and a half early to record something. And I hung out with those guys and I showed them the model kits, the Gundam kits. And like, I think two or three of them actually ended up getting into the hobby and were coming to the Gundam meets. So like you can have crossover for those people who are willing to do so, you know, but I get it. Yeah. There's definitely those kind of people out there. Okay. So he also is suggesting that Ricky watch the devil may cry anime or assassination classroom. Um, I mean, I can, I can attest to those things too. So if you're interested in still watching any more anime. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Assassin's here. My shit was acting weird for a second. Yeah. There was a, there was a definitely a drop off there. I don't know what happened. Um, that's okay. But like assassination classroom is definitely different. Um, it's a cool anime, but it's a very, very different type of thing. Obviously, Devil May Cry is going to be following the video game. So, you know, if you're on board, if you like the games, the anime is worth a watch. Also, the Castlevania anime, also worth a watch. Yeah, that was pretty good. But that was an American anime, wasn't it? More or less. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Uh, oh, you let me know that the first two Tomb Raider games are on Xbox 360. I guess on, well, doesn't do me a lot of good now. Um, it's, it's like, unless it's on the old, like Xbox store where you can purchase old games or something. Um, oh, and I guess he must've, did you, t I guess you talked about getting married on uh realm Hatton project. Cause he says, congratulations on getting married. Uh, oh, thank you, sir. Kara has his condolences, even though he spelled her name wrong. And, yep. uh, yep. And he says, Ricky will call me an asshole. Um, but you didn't. Nope. So, and uh just like the rest of your email you are wrong <laughs> you've been wrong the whole time so uh he also says uh ricky is a asshole yeah asshole. <laughs> he says ricky is a realm hutu a swarm enemy of the nymeans we have we have lore now apparently um no that's, that's not true ass lore because i'm in both of them yeah so. it's like he can't be the enemy and be a part of both unless he's a double agent which he's not because it's two separate Ooh, things i'm I'm Mirage, motherfuckers. Well, you best be invisible, bitch. So, um, also he says, sorry. your screen. Do you see me? No, John Cena, I don't. Um, <laughs> so, and he says, sorry for long emails. Just think they could be longer. <laughs> or just think, just they, think could they could be longer. There we go. Uh, so, had to get the right pause in there. Apologies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's going to be it for comments and emails as it goes. Um, and yeah, yes, gotten any comments recently? Uh, no, we'll have so 20 dropped last week. So we read those first. 
Gotcha. Yep. So uh, if you guys want to write in, you can do so at now you made it awkward mail at gmail.com uh, link down below. So you don't have to remember it or try to figure out how to spell everything. I know some of y'all can have issues with that. You know, it just is what it is. Um, and please email us. So we have something to read other than Jay's emails. That would be great. Please somebody write in with a good opinion. <laughs> Well, we don't care if your opinion's good. We're going to talk about it anyways. Uh, we might oh, talk well, I care about it. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, how about our weeks? How's y'all's week been since last we talked? Everybody had a case of the five o'clocks. And what I mean by that, and I'm sure some of you out there and listening to this have had the same, is where 445 rolls around and all of a sudden everybody suddenly realizes that they have something for you to do. Mm. They waited all day long until that 445 period when they suddenly sent an, sent an email and said, hey, can you take care of this? Yep, I've had those before, except they were my, they were my 330s. So that, I really that, hate everybody, it. Everybody's saving it right for the end of the day. Does that shit. Yeah. yeah, so I would, I would be uh, approaching the end of my day, or at least the end of my particular set of work and i could tell like i just know what's going to happen so i'm looking over at our at our communication board just watching waiting for that little light to go off 331 ding fuck you know it's like just every day it's like oh by the way can you go do this but or they always would say we uh it was never a question it was always that we need you to go do these things like there was one time i replied i don't care what you need it goes against what i gotta do <laughs> it's like it's funny how when i need something you guys leave me out to dry but every single day you come at me with what someone else needs hmm there was one time yeah, drop what you're doing to do it immediately yeah, they've done that before too they literally told me to stop doing what i was doing to come and do something else i was like no this is literally a priority that supersedes what you need at the moment sorry i'm gonna do this first um it's like i'm sorry I, i'm sorry your urgency is not my urgency you exactly. understand that it's that? urgent but it's not my urgency. my mom used to say a procrastination on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine yeah i, yeah. I actually used almost that same line on them one day because they said hey this happened we need you to do this and i said and i literally said i don't have to do that it's not my job anymore um and they kept pushing and i'm like and i and i said an emergency or not an emergency what was it procrastination on your no part. no it wasn't procrastination it oh it was it was uh poor planning on the part of management is neither my fault nor my problem nice yeah it's like, they were not happy with me when i said that shit i'm like hey look i chose this job so they didn't have to do that anymore it's like i don't have to be at your beck and call for that anymore because i'm doing this now they weren't happy. Yeah, but I, I may have responded with a with with uh, one of the best emails that kind of got circulated around, and uh, this was a this was Monday after being off all last week and then returning back, and then oh uh, yes, we had somebody that asked a question, and they sent it to our group, and um, they were like, so and so has said that this isn't happening, and why isn't this happening? And um, they proceeded to send a, a a screenshot of what the issue was, and. So my response in in, in retort was um, maximum maximum snarkiness, uh, which Ooh. is sometimes my default setting. 
And I said, well, that's because there's no robotic process that takes care of this. Um, you are talking to the robot. It is me. I am Robbot. And mm -hmm. Robbot, Robbot proceeds to do this once a week, this activity that is required. And uh, if you're not properly flagging what your data is supposed to look like with the proper syntax, then um, it's not going, Robbot is not going to be able to take care of this. So um, in order to get this accomplished, here's what the individual will have to do, and Robbot will then take care of it. Sincerely, Robbot. And so um, the, the, uh, the response back, because I asked for it to be sent out uh, kind of on a, a blast, but to the head of the department was, um, <laughs> followed by a bunch of emails saying that was literally the pick-me-up I needed for the day, because... There's always this perception that, um, and, and I'm sure you, no matter what, what job, what role, what title, what you do, there's always this perception that somehow something automated will do it for you or that something, somebody else is going to take care of it. No, that's not always the case. Sometimes it will be you that takes care of it or it will be an individual that takes care of it. And then that's not automated. That's not, that's not, that's not programmatic. That's not, that's somebody actually putting forth an effort that you don't realize is happening. Yeah. I know. I know that the higher ups at our company definitely feel like everything that happens below them is robotic. It's like everything, everything, everything is there and happens automatically as soon as they say it and happens without fault. I'm a, I'm very much aware of that part. Right. Yeah, it's, it won't be a problem because it will be taken care of automatically. No, that's not really how that works. Yeah, this is also why I didn't make it in management. Because I don't work like that. And I don't treat people like that. Mm, see, that's 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 why I feel like I kind of feel the same way too. Like I've not had a manager in my title. And it's partially because I don't, I feel like if I'm going to do the work, I should be willing to do the same work that everybody else is willing to do. Yeah, I've been a manager a couple of times, uh, and I've noticed the my issue as a manager is the same reason why it doesn't happen very often, um, is because I don't pussyfoot around when I say something like, like you're in my kitchen, and you fuck something up. I'm like, are you fucking stupid? And I've come to find out you can't really talk to employees like that. And then we can't all be Gordon Ramsay. You can't put somebody I between two Gordon Ramsay idiot sandwiches. That's right. Yep, I did it before Gordon Ramsay was cool. So, I, I feel personally, I feel like in order to get respect, you have to give respect, and in order to yep. get that respect, you also actually have to be willing to state 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 your facts and also state what is the what is the appropriate measures. You I'm know, a thousand percent reactionary. Yeah, I'm a thousand percent reactionary. If I come at you like an asshole, you have done or said something that makes me think you're an asshole. So that's why I'm reacting that way. Mm -hmm. And people don't like that. They don't. They, and I tell people up front, I'm that way. So then they take it as a personal, like, oh, he just called me an asshole. Well, yeah, I did. But that's because what you just did was an asshole move. So you shouldn't have done that. We wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah, agreed. And like, and, and towards respect, I like, and I always tell people this is like, look, everyone's going to get a base level of respect and we're going to go up or down depending on every interaction from here on out. It's a constant, mm -hmm. it's a constant ranking. However, whatever I'm respect, ranking, even when you think I'm not ranking, I'm yeah. watching. And so, so whatever respect you give me or the people around me is probably what I'm going to give back to you on whatever level that is, especially if you're my boss. Cause I don't see people as better, better or worse than me because someone has told me they are. 
my experience with you is what's going to be. So like there was one time, uh, the VP of our company, or at least locally, I should say, um, came in to inspect our, our workplace to see what was going on. And I was in the middle of having a really big issue. I should say that struggling hard because of the way things were going on. And it happened right in front of him. I'd be like, basically I wanted to look over at him because my, my manager is with him, you know, guiding, doing a guided tour thing. And they're watching me struggle. Part of me wanted to look over and, and yell, look, I don't give a shit who you are, what kind of suit you're wearing or whatever. If you're not going to grab some of this shit and help me get the fuck off my line, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, I could have been fired right then and there for that. I was just like, look, you're not better than me because you purchased your way to the top. It's like, you're only here because you bought into the company. You had not done this job. You've not been where I've been. So either get the fuck away from me and stop judging me on how I'm doing it or fucking pick up some shit and start helping me. You know, that's why I look at it. It's like, I don't care that you're my boss because, you know, somebody said you are. Show me you're the boss and show me you're willing to do, you know, like, like Dormammu said, you know, it's like, if you don't know how to do my job, don't tell me how to do my job. You know, so don't judge me on what I'm doing if you've never done it. I got to say, I'm pretty lucky at the place I'm at now that my kitchen manager and our CDM will actually get in there in the trenches with us and do stuff like to the point where I literally have to be like, Hey, look, when, you guys, when it's a kitchen, you that hired totally us sense. to do this, you hire, but they won't, you'd be surprised how in 20 years in, in restaurants, how little that actually happens. Really? Um, and I'm not talking about, you'll get restaurants where the managers will come back there and they will work but they're doing it the whole time bitching saying it's your fault that they had to be back there. Not yeah. the fact that it's just busy and we're short staffed and we need extra hands. It's just the whole time you're getting bitched out saying it's your fault that it's behind. Yeah. These guys will get in there to the point where I've literally had to kick them up. Like, look, look, I will do that. You know, we don't need your help with that. Oh, I can do it. I know how to do it. I'm like, I get, it. I'm not saying you don't know how to, what I'm saying is you pay us to do this. Yeah. You see those two people sitting over there just on their phones. <clears throat> you're paying them to do this job that you're doing. Yeah, I said you go over there, go do something else, go do something that I can't do, go do the you know. See, and I and and I don't say it disrespectfully, but go do something that I can't do. I can cook. I can't go do your computer paperwork because I don't know how which systems y'all use. So go do that, and I'll do this. Yeah, so we've had we've had similar issue uh, where we've had to have managers or supervisors filling in for people because we're shorthanded, but then they also started filling in because they didn't want to actually hire anybody else. Yep. They'll so, do that with salary people. It saves labor. Yep. So they, they got caught on that. They got held to fire with the union on that. Um, because one dude, one dude cleared up so much money because the supervisor was working. He, he kept track of like a whole month of a supervisor doing a job of an employee and he got paid for that. It was like, it was, it was nice. But anyway, uh, back to, back to Rob's week. But that's basically how the week was. Everybody had a case of the five, you know, a case of the four fifty, four forty fives, and five o'clocks, and trying to get things out. So, but the week was good otherwise. Yeah. Did you watch like, anything? Like I think it went well. We um, we did have our family our family movie night of watching Lightyear. Ooh. Um, nice. which I also uh, watched I, it. Personally, I I we actually the whole family really enjoyed it. Um, my wife in particular. Um, is Dormammu? She she really liked it. Um, she didn't mind that it, it the way that it started out. Um, 
I didn't mind the way it started out, but Shoki definitely wanted it to be different. Well, and uh, this is where this is where I'm going to. No, uh, the intro was fine. The beginning was fine. I wanted the ending to be different. This is this is where I start a small segment called Shoki was right. Uh, The best segment ever. Shortest segment ever. Shortest. No, it will be one time use. Doesn't matter if it's an inch or a mile. Winning is winning. (laughs) But I I do agree. Like they, there should have been that 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 um, punch at the end rather than at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, to try to to really capture that that feel. Um, and also because it's Pixar, you should know better. Um, for, for those also... who for those who don't know or didn't hear me talk about this, uh, I predicted uh, that translation. He read spoilers. No, no, no. This was before the movie had even come out. So um, I predicted that when Lightyear ended post credits, it would zoom out, and you would see it's a movie theater. And you would see Andy having just watched the movie because it became apparent that Lightyear was meant to be the movie that Andy saw in Toy Story that led him to buy the toy in the first place. But a lot there of was people, a promo poster to that of to that effect, wasn't there? I don't. There might have been, but I don't there, remember. I think there actually was. But yes, go ahead. Yeah. So obviously that didn't actually happen in the movie, but the movie is opened with a text on the screen that says in 19, what did I say? 1994 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Year before toy story happened. Yeah. Well, right before it did. Um, and it says that, you know, uh, Andy saw this movie that caused him to buy a light year toy. And this is that movie. And like, that seems very anticlimactic given it's the same studio doing this It's like, you're telling me you couldn't make this actually meta. I was like, and I figure it's a time thing because they could have done it. They really could have. I just don't think they cared to. I think I think they. I, I'm glad they added it to it to so the people would stop trying to make uh, certain movies fit the Pixar theory, um, which I've talked Does about. It exists in this universe, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, and it was funny. One of the channels I watched, Super Carlin Brothers had to eat crow because they had this whole thing prior to the movie coming out. And it was like, well, where is buzz or where's light? You're going to fit in the Pixar theory. And half the comments where people are like, guys, you got to realize not everything is in one timeline. Some of these things are works of fiction within that universe. And like they, and then they finally put out a thing after the movie dropped. They're like, okay, we were wrong. This is like, maybe we have to adjust the whole thing. It's like, yeah, you do. It's like, it's like you you can't fit everything in the one timeline because half the shit makes no sense. But either way, continue. But otherwise, no. I was, it was right. Definitely an enjoyable movie. Yeah, you were right. On no, the, no, no, no. I was right in that it should have been there. Not right in that it. In the I was right in saying that it was a meta moment. I the other thing, which not everybody would agree upon, perhaps, but um, I'm almost done with the terminal list. I am very much enjoying it. I love it. Like it is, it is, it is definitely a series where you will consistently ask yourself, is that Chris Pratt? Yeah. Um, Because he just, he nails so much of it. And I know that a lot of the commentary on it has been that it's such a, it's very long winded. It's um, why was this digested out? So, you know, into X number of episodes, I get it. Like it does move slowly at certain points. And I'm like, come on, let's go, let's go. But in the same respect, I think they're trying to craft this story about how the main character, played by Chris Pratt, is 
struggling. He is he is at the maximum point of struggling. He's, he's literally the the worst possible situation, the worst possible scenario, the worst possible thing that you could ever really want for. It's like the tenth level of hell. If you mm-hmm. if you were if you were to 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 you know say, I want this character to be in the utmost pain and suffering possible. This is it. And so, to actually show that and to show how it affects everybody around him, it's it it's it, it's good storytelling. But I think it's also done in a very visual way yeah it does have its extremes um it if in it but it also highlights and it's uh, you know what what episode are you on where where art meets reality it's very telling about what our soul what soldiers go through what anybody in the armed forces anybody that served has to go through um where where have you left off on it so i don't accidentally so i am currently i am currently midway through episode five okay all right, so, so I, I just wanted to make sure I didn't spoil anything by talking about it. So uh, there was there was somebody uh, in my friends list who commented on it the other day and said it's such an unrealistic depiction. I was like, um, yeah, it's partly fiction, but it's like the all the stuff that the seals go through, the technical stuff and things like that, is like that's pretty spot on. Like the training and all the kind of stuff that they do for that the training, it's and, all and honestly, really the, spot the on. P, part of the PTSD. So mm-hmm. yeah. So but, my brother, my brother-in-law did a tour in, um, and he actually was actually was shot, but um, it, it hit his 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 armor on his vest, and the mm-hmm. armor stopped it. So without that, like he he actually had to go for two weeks without without that armor plate because it was broken and they didn't have yeah. a replacement. So what, like he, he, you know, he says like, that's, that's something you don't get over. Oh yeah. And you got to think he's on, uh, in the show Reese. That's uh that's Chris Pratt's character. I think he said he did like six tours or something like that. And eventually, you know, he's in the neat, he's in the seals. He's just a special ops team. Mm-hmm. So it's like, not only has he gone through hell, both in training, but then actually out there, um, and then, you know, the more the story unfolds, the, it does get really crazy as the story continues to unfold. But also, the whole series reminds me of that movie Man on Fire, you know, yeah, with Denzel, Denzel um, yeah. because there are some extreme kills in this in this show. Very much so. And, Very much so. you know, watching it, I looked at it and I'm like, they could have made this a movie. But it wouldn't have been nearly I'm as good. I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It would not have been as good. Like, actually, given the time. So this is what we talk about with the Marvel problem all the time. Is like, they'll, they'll build out a story across six or eight episodes of a show, but then they'll slowly get to some shit, and then they rush through the last two episodes. This show right. balanced everything really well. Um, but I don't understand how they're going to do a season two. Well, if, when Without I was spoilers. watching it, because you know... Without I was watching it on my phone, um, and and in the top corner of the Amazon Prime thing, it kept trying to get me to go get the book. So I'm assuming it's based on a book series. Oh, it could be. I could be yeah. wrong. I don't it, know if it I, was just one book or whatever, but it looked yeah. like it was based on a series. Yeah, it, it is based on a series. The author did serve, but it's not realistic events. Oh so yeah, of course. Is, yeah. Yeah. So. 
What I'm saying is that's how they would get to a season two is they would just dig into the books. And I guess so. Else. I mean, it's, I, it's just like Jason Bourne at the end of the Bourne identity. He knew who he was and all that. So technically that was the end of the story, but Ludlum kept that shit going for years. Jason Actually, Bourne, this, Bryan, this is very yeah. much in the Bourne identity yep. vein. Yep. A lot stop of, talking. No, yeah, I stop talking because that's, that's. Well, no, because he's already, because he's at least that deep. He's already seen some of the stuff that's going on. So that's not spoiling anything. Um, no, it's not spoiling anything for him. But I do, appreci- I do appreciate, you know, Give me that buffer because I'm all I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah. Getting there. Mm-hmm. No, that's fine. Enjoying it. We know you don't yeah, have the, it, like, so. the free time like to watch. Episode four or five is where the big turn happens, and yeah. that's when everything you're like, oh, you'll like start thinking about. I know I did personally. Let me say I started thinking about prior episodes and shit. Like, oh shit, mm-hmm. that make like with that new information, you'll be able to look back at the shows you already watched, and everything will ch- yeah. slightly change and make more sense. To be fair, no spoilers technically. I sort of saw the end coming. Like by episode. Oh, I guess the end. Yeah, like, I, I knew that. I think like, it was episode four. Thing, I guess the end. I was like, the first thing I went with was I thought it was going to be a sixth sense type thing. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was going to be that for a little while, but because at first there was no interactions with other people with these other characters that we're talking about without. Oh, saying anything. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then all of a sudden there was, and I was like, okay, and, so it's not sixth sense. Then it's got to be this. So I have a question <laughs> because I didn't bother to look this up. Uh, the reporter, Katie. Mm-hmm. Isn't that Rose from Star Wars? I don't know. I think so. Rose Ooh, Tico. Rose Tico from I mean, the later Star Wars. I don't know Wars if it is because you'd think the internet would be on fire if it was. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, and she's really good in this. Like, yep. Like, and, and you're right about the whole thing with, with Reese. Like, and Mike talked about it whenever he talked about the series in the first place that got us all to watch it. Um, there's so much going on. I was at watching the it at the same time as Mike. Oh, okay. I was not. I watched it on recommendation. <laughs> but either way, like, I don't want to give anything else away. But like, the action is fantastic, and like, mm-hmm. the so realistic, it's scary realistic. True. Uh, the answer is no. She was in the joy. She is um, Joy Luck Club. Joy Luck Club. She's oh. in live oh. action for Mulan. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I got the wrong. I got the wrong actress. So, so I had seen. You gave her. me a ton of shit about me wanting to kill robots, and that made it genocide. But you just thought all Oriental ladies looked the same. So no, I really didn't. The I just thought that one actress looked You're like, like oh, another it's actress. an Oriental chick. It has. It has to be the lady from Star Wars. Nope. No, that's not wrong. what I said. What What other things is she in? Joy Luck Club. <laughs> just makes what I just said stupid as fuck. <laughs> yes, it is. Hold on. I want to so, see your name. So, so, so to finish out, um, the other is basically our uh, the um, we have we always consistently pretty much the wife and I have a show that we like to watch together. And this this oh this crazy rich Asians. Is... That's why I know her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And hustlers. Um, I've seen that too. Okay. Uh huh. This season's show is uh, only murders in the building. I um we absolutely love it. We've been watching it. We've been uh we've been like we're we're up to current and uh That's one with Martin Short and Steve Martin. Steve Martin and Martin Short and yeah. uh Selena Gomez. It is just refreshing. I personally, I mean, uh, so for me like Steve Martin's one of my top five c- comedians that i would love to meet before they uh, before they buck the kick it what is it what is it um, called it's called only murders in the building it's on okay. hulu of course um, on hulu, and it's thing I don't it's have. it's sort of like it's it's on its second season right now midway through um it's 10 episodes we're at episode this co- this coming week will be episode eight um and it's produced by steve martin and martin short and selena gomez and you wouldn't think well isn't it you think so 
you think Selena right. Gomez, you're like, oh, this isn't, you know, you know, she's not going to do well, but it it really does work, and it's um it's very funny. And I Steve Martin again is one of my favorite comedians. It's got a pretty good cast. I'm looking at it. The way it the way it was described cast. to me was like, think of the ending of Clue the movie, and it's like that, but every episode, like that, where they're trying to break down the murder and all that. See, Ricky, I think this would be right up your alley because yeah. it is just on that cusp of being just rude, but mm-hmm. funny rude. Um, and Why would you think Ricky would like really that? Yeah, or, call me or rude. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I think he might but be no, calling you rude, Ricky. Fuck you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> but no, definitely. It's it's a, it's a uh, really well well-produced well-written show even if you just watch the first season you're gonna be like this is awesome um and again this is where like i enjoy having at least one show because my wife doesn't do you know science fiction mm-hmm. this is one show where we where we we can get together but you know and just sit and just watch something and enjoy it my yeah. wife do my my wife and i do the same thing and i think this one came on our radar uh-huh. and we were gonna start watching it but then something else came up that we both liked and we watched that and then just kind of forgot about this one yeah, no, it's it's definitely not one to sleep on. I would go back and check it out. So yeah, that's that. That was my week. That was my week of watching and doing stuff. Pretty cool. Good week, All right, Ricky? Uh, what I do this week? I worked a lot per usual. Um, what? Podcasted a couple times. Uh, got some stuff in the mail. Um, I got in the. I'm part of, officially part of the GI Joe Bent Card Club. Um, I got the gung-ho and the destro in on a trade with uh, Chuck. Uh, shout out to Chuck. He helped me out. I traded him off for a bot that I was that he wanted. Um, I got in some more of my Legends figures. I got in the Coneheads from New Age. I got in Thundercracker and Skywarp from New Age. I got in uh, Shatterglass Optimus from uh, Magic Square. I got in the Insecticons from New Age. So you didn't go uh, for I the, can't remember. You didn't go for the Shatterglass New Age one. Uh, no, I have I have New Age David, so I wanted them not to be exactly the same. Okay. So I, I wanted a different mold to play with and try it out. Um, so is that the uh, new the new new one or is that the the your first Magic the Square? David? No, no, the Magic Square. Oh, the Magic Square. I, how the fuck do I know? I don't know. Because the two point so this the is two point has me. come out, so I don't know. I don't know. How can I tell the difference? It looks uh, like a purple Optimus Prime with gunshots in his windshield. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I think that it'll say on the box which Light of Freedom it is. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's the same fucking name. They just call it Light of Freedom 2.0. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? What else? I got Hardhead uh, coming in from uh, McFan's Toys. Uh, I was supposed to get it in this batch, but it got put into its own box. Oh, McFan Toys. Okay. Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? I said McFan Toys. I know, but I thought I thought it was McFan's Toys. Like it's oh, <laughs> it's like yeah. McDonald's makes it's a, a fans toys knockoff it's, now. It's a it's an Irish third party. Because yeah. I, I I bought I bought uh, McFan's <laughs> Toys. McFan Toys. I, I bought their uh, upscaled Grim uh, Grimlock from DX. I have their the Chrome day. Dome. That's that was the first Legend scale figure I actually got. I got it from Gort. Yeah. Um, I had the Chrome Dome, and that's pretty much the only way you can get the Headmasters. So. Oh, did, you, one off the list. did you see this week new age showed off the uh, rc recolors and repaints right yes. behind dr Wu showing off all their rc recolors and repaints i mean i don't know if it's 
got anything to do with that. Oh, I mean, it does. Doctor Wu did it. Doctor Wu did it, and then literally what? Three days later, New Age shows off all theirs. I will you say you can do. I can do better. Their Nightbird looks good, but I mean, it's like, it's RC. They were going to do that regardless of who did it. I guess. It, that's what I'm saying. Is I don't think one has to do with the other. It just happened to work out that way. They were both they were both doing RC, so they were both going to get all those repaints out. Yeah, they just wanted to make sure that they showed it off in the same thing. So it's like if they did it a month. If in, they did it a month later, nobody would care. I got in the Action Force weapon packs. I got the uh, Alpha and the Bravo. Those are so weapons. good. I haven't gotten one. Yeah. Wait, I so thought. Good. Hold on. The other week you said, "Fuck a whole lot of them." Yeah, I don't buy Valverse figures. These are not figures. These are weapons. Oh, you got just the packs. Okay. Yeah, the weapons packs. Gotcha. Um, and I already have a broken one in in the package. So the guns are not top of my list. Yep. Um, the big, the, I think it's the 380, the one with the box ammo that goes on the bottom. Ah. The, the tab is broken off in the gun. So that's no bueno. Um, so I can't even put the ammo box on it. But what is cool, um, is the Destro I just got now has a golden AK 47 and gold desert Eagle as his weapons instead of those weirdo fucking space guns that GI Joe put uh, time. Um, fucking pimp Destro. No. Regular oh, Destro. Regular Destro. Okay. So even he it goes well even with the regular Destro. Yeah. That's right. I have, after I have... seeing the review for that, after seeing after seeing those, um, I definitely want to go pursue a pack. Yeah, they're on they're on Big Bad Toys for like twelve bucks. They're totally yeah. worth the twelve dollars. Um even like even with that broken one, I can just go buy another pack and for twelve bucks and have one that's not broken and then just have one for display options. I'll get them for my but, Power uh, Rangers. Uh I'll get yeah, my power... like they have they have yeah. um it's pretty cool. Like the clips are removable. And the one thing that I was really excited about is the desert Eagle actually fit inside the holster on his hip. Yeah. That's on purpose. Because no, I tried, uh, some of their other, uh, ones. Like I have the, the fuck balls. What is that guy's name? The Cobra officer or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, his holsters are too big for some, the other guns that they had in this set are really slim and thin and they just kind of flop around inside the holster. Same thing with the gung ho. I couldn't use any of their guns. They were too thin. So it just happened to work out. And I think it's more because the Destro holster, unlike the gung ho one has that cutout on the bottom where you can slide the tip of the barrel through it. Yeah. I think that's, what's actually holding it in place because the gung ho one is, it's a solid bottom. So the gun just kind of wiggles around inside there. Yeah. But um it looks cool they're pretty cool um the thing is they're very very rigid hard plastic so mine being broken probably isn't going to be the only story you ever hear somebody saying some of their weapons broke but they are cool that is the problem with doing it with a much harder plastic like i I hate when they use like you know NECA and hasbro tend to use like a sometimes we'll use like a super flimsy soft plastic so that it'll go in the hands easier but then your blades yeah. or your barrels start sagging over time so you got to find that nice medium where something medium. is flexible but, but your gun like isn't rubber in the, in the bravo pack it has what three six eight nine guns with three blast effects and then one of those uh shit i'm gonna mess it up it's the the ninja blade that kind of looks like a, a like a, a climbing hook thing Shuriken? It's a Shakiri or Sharakiri or some bullshit like that. Shuriken? Nope. That is a Chinese throwing star. I know what that is. I'm talking about the hook weapon. Yeah, that's basically like a miniature scythe. Yeah, like that. Um, And then the other one comes with, what, 10 10 different kinds of guns, and they all come with blast effects and stuff. Uh, I'm really kind of mad about the three 
what is it? I, I want to say it's an M360. I could be wrong. Show it. The one with the ammo box. I'm kind of mad about it because it comes with a collapsible bipod you can attach to it too. So it's actually pretty fucking legit. Mm-hmm. Like maybe a 380. What is it? 380 M380? Maybe I don't know. Something like that. It, it was like it, the old school Vietnam era. Yeah. With the with the ammo box and stuff. Um, but they're pretty cool. They have, you know, two or three different variants on like the m4s and all that and they have removable clips and stuff so Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool um they have different color schemes so you can make them match different stuff desert Uh, jungle whatnot well it's just more like some of them are like that polymer white some of them are kind of grays some of them are gunmetal camo you know some of them are straight black i mean they look really cool they look like uh guns that people would have like they have that gold AK-47, but they also have the traditional black and Woodstock uh, gold uh, AK-47. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, oh, it's, that reminds it's, me of something we watched. They're 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 pretty pretty cool sets. So I'm happy with that. I've started packing up some of my uh, uh, what you call it, my masterpiece stuff for the big sale coming. Um, that takes way longer than I thought it would because getting everything transformed and taking pictures and getting all the accessories together. Speaking and I'm OCD and anal on all my, all my stuff's in like one spot anyways. And it's still a pain in the ass to get all the accessories together. Speaking of which, uh, someone we know, uh, I was talking to him the other day. He said that after a certain event coming up, he's getting rid of everything. So, yeah, I'll well, talk more. Then you might as well go ahead and tell us now and then clip it out later. What are you talking about? Uh, I was talking to Dust the other day. He says after uh-huh. bot, after BotCon, he's selling everything. He keeps saying oh, yeah? that. Oh, no, it to be seen. No, in this case, he's thinking about his future because he's going to have to move because he's worried about his MS. And he's sure as fuck not going to worry about transporting a lot of toys when he's got to move and stuff like that because he's basically... Even with his therapy and stuff like that, odds are in less than ten years he's going to be wheelchair bound. So, you know, he, he's got to. Okay, so it, just make sure you cut all that out. I will. That all needs to be cut. Okay. I will. That's um, and then after after those, I can't remember if I talked about this or not, but I got the NECA Usagi Ujimbo. You've actually in. talked about it three times. Okay, well, cool. I'm gonna talk about it again because he's fucking awesome and I fucking love him and he's the best NECA figure and I want ten of them and. Can't see what you're holding up um, there, Rob. What is that? He's Star holding Wars. up uh, Star Wars. Is stuff. it a poster? Holographic poster? Uh, it's one of those ones that you move back and forth. What do they call that? Lit- not holographic. Yeah, this, is a lentic- this was a lenticular, lenticular that I got. For lenticular. That's the word. Nice. 20 bucks off so he didn't include software. that in his week. Forgot to include that in my week. Well, nice. it doesn't well, count because you didn't it include just it. Happened. <laughs> it just happened today. It just came in today. Excellent. Very got nice. motor- I also got Motormaster yesterday, so quite happy. The mainline one? The mainline one. Oh, uh, man, that trailer drives me nuts. It's I know ugly. everybody dumps shit on DX9 for having that long trailer. But the short, short the stubby trailer, trailer looks worse. so ugly. It's so ugly. It's so much worse. Because I've seen semis with long trailers on the road. I've never seen a semi with a dumpy trailer like that. I've not, seen not that short. With dumpy not trailers. that short. Box. Come on now. Yeah, that's, that's right. It, that's what it looks like. It looks like one of those white pod things they put outside your house to load up and move. And yeah, 20, 23 feet. It's about 23 uh, with, foot. With, this, yep. with, a, with a sticker on the side that says, uh, home of the giant donut, you know. From yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I got in. Um. Uh. What did I watch? Um. I started watching Terminal List again just because I really enjoyed it. Um. Bu- 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 I watched Prey when it the the morning it came out. 
Nice. Um, I enjoyed it. A lot of people are dumping on it, but I actually really I've enjoyed seen, it. I've seen nothing but positivity. I don't know who's dumping on Damn. it. Um, I can I'll show you some places where people are dumping on it. Okay. But it's it's not to me. I liked it. Like it's up there. It's tied for second place. Is my favorite Predator movie. Like yeah, the I, number that's Predator one is the best, and then Predator two and this are tied for my second favorites. And Am then I? Predators with Adrian Brody, and then yeah. AVP one and two, and then The Predator way the fuck down that list. I still haven't seen that one yet. I I know I, I don't, don't need to. Don't. But no, no, you, not not that you don't need to. You don't want to. Trust me. I know it's bad, but I still kind of want to watch it. Just because here, I'm going to prove bad. it to you. I'm going to prove it to you right now. Uh-huh. Have Jay write us in and tell us how much he likes that fucking movie. <laughs> and when he sings its fucking praises, you're going to fucking know I was right. Well, we won't hear about that for a week, so we'll see. Yeah, the the Predator. I I'll tell you what. I would rather watch Annihilation than watch the Predator again. Oh, that's, that's pretty how bad. That is. That's pretty yeah. bad. Um, I, I thought, would watch I the Halo. Pre- I'd watch the Halo TV show again before I watched the Predator. Yeah. It was bad. I Ugh. that movie was trash. It should have never been made. I thought that the actors were good in it, like the comedy and stuff, and the lines were good and all that. But the rest of it was stupid. Story was stupid. They literally lobotomize a dog by shooting it in the head, and then it becomes their friend. Like I it's know. fucking dumb. I've it's seen, just dumb. I've seen I've seen everything about the movie, so yeah. nothing will be a dumb. surprise. I just want to see how dumb it is mm-hmm. for myself. So that's the bottom of my live action predator mainline movies and i have to specify it that way because dust went on there when i said that and he, he reminded me of batman dead end which is actually really good for a predator story um it was like that fan-made movie that came out a few years ago with batman fighting the predator um i've definitely never I, seen that <clears throat> that's look up look up batman dead end on youtube it's actually pretty legit i think it's like 20 minutes long 30 minutes long so that is so, really quite good i remember so it. batman can get a dead end but bobby can't None of us can. I have the same set in there without a dead end in it. I know. I'm just making the joke. Yeah. Got a hashtag release dead end. Um, but yeah, uh, that was Prey. And then, oh, so I started watching The Sandman. I'm not oh, going to yes. get into it because I know I asked you well, guys and you guys said you hadn't watched well, it give yet. Well, give us, give us your opinion without giving us spoilers. Okay. it's It goes to the conversation we had before. I have no real ties to The Sandman story. I only read the very first series in a trade paperback 30 something years ago. So I don't have any real preconceived notions going to watch this. So mm-hmm. going in with that frame of mind, I am enjoying the shit out of the show. Yeah. But if somebody is a hardcore Sandman fan, they might pick this motherfucker to death and be like, Oh, well, that's not the right color of glasses. That's not the right color of his hair. That's not the right color. Of this doesn't yeah. it is. And then the times are wrong. They might do all that shit to the show. I have no Mike? fucking idea to me. Mike, is that you? I'm enjoying the shit out of it. Yeah. Well, Michael enjoy it because there's no female lead saving guys in it. So so far, fuck it. <laughs> um, I, I just threw the that only, out there. The, so far, the, the only female that they've shown so far was a was a villain on one side and was a a servant on the other. So I'm pretty sure he'll love this show. So wow, um, women are the bad guy and or serving the men. That's that's how Michael love it. Uh, so it's bad that we're picking um, on Mike and he's not here. Actually, there is a main. I forgot there is a main. Uh, y'all have read the Sandman or any of them before? No. I'm going to assume she would be a main character. Constantine. It's like the great, 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 great granddaughter of the actual Constantine. Right. Which is how is they kind of work that into the, to the universe. Yes. Oh, yeah, so like she's somehow, no, she's related to that, to that John Constantine also, but we're talking about like Constantine, the emperor. Like, hey. it, right. Like, and they've, they've been at battle 
like the forces of good and evil and all that shit. And he was part of that. She's part of that same lineage. I and I think can, John can Constantine they, is related to her. Can they find a way to get Matt Ryan in this show? I, I would put nothing past anybody. So I think he's um, the best so far, live action Constantine. It's, it's tied in. It's yeah, it's tied in. Uh, let's see. Marvel is tied to this movie. DC live action is tied to this movie. And I want to say there was a Star Wars tie-in too. Like I'm trying to think of all the people in it because like one of the characters oh, you mean is like the main bad. Okay. Yeah, like the confused. six degrees of separation. Yeah. It's like the Patton Oswalt does a voice in it, so he's from the Marvel universe, um, from the Eternals. And then uh, he's also Modoc too. Yeah, the main bad guy from. Was it the main one? It, one of the bad guys, either the the one that you thought was the main bad guy or the actual main bad guy from Wonder Woman, the first movie, is in this show. Oh, yeah. Um, also the one that Harry was pretending Potter. he was like the also the from Harry Potter, yes. Yeah, that guy, he's in it. Um, and then there was like a couple others. It, it's it's really I like it. So basically, I, I, what you're like saying said, is big name actors are in a somewhat. Big there name are a show. couple. There are a couple big. Yeah, there's a couple. I was surprised by them so far. Um, but it's, it's, it's really good. Like the, some of the graphics in it are, are really good. The CG used and stuff. I'm surprised that it's a, a, like not mainline movie. Um, let's see. I think this, go, oh, uh, this uh, there's another one. Game of Thrones. Discussion. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Ty, uh, is it Tywin Lannister? The dad? Yeah. He's in it. He's in the show. Oh yeah. He's so, in a lot um, of things. Yeah. He's been around for a long ass time. I remember him. Like most people forgot this, but I remember him as the, the goofy smiley face eyeball guy from last action hero. So that's where I remember. I've never from. seen that whole movie. Are you serious? I've seen half of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. Uh, I missed it. Well, when he's I was like a the kid. villain. He, he's the villain that has like the glass eye. And at one point it has like a smiley face on it and shit. Oh, ah, okay. Man. Yeah. Charles dance um, for those who dance. Oh. Yeah. I know he's been around for a long ass time, but he's in it very long time. But yeah, it's good. I can't go too deep dive into it because I'm still kind of learning the universe myself. Cause like I yeah. said, I have no preconceived notion of it, but it's, it's interesting and it looks like it's about to get more interesting. Like the last episode I watched had kind of a, a pretty big ending and leftover for what's going to come next. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm enjoying it so far. Cool. And I think that was my week. Alrighty then. Then I shall go. Um, let's see, talk about things I got in first. Uh, most recently I got the final, uh, volume of the, the first run of IDW transformers. I ordered that it number 10, number eight, <clears throat> there's only eight in the first run. So, uh, I got that one in, uh, I ordered it Friday, got a Saturday morning, got to love Amazon when it works. Speaking of which I did get my refund for the, uh, Volume five that I never received from that one company. Fuck those guys and their fake nonsense. Uh, hopefully Amazon will take their fucking store down. Okay, so uh, speaking of which, I actually read all the way through volume five, which was uh, the whole all hail Megatron. Yep. Very yes. interesting story, especially once the Autobots are off the planet and the Decepticons are trying to take over everything. The UN basically unites after they've wiped out most of America. Uh, yep. What's that? And the UN's like, eh, we're just going to nuke New York and hopefully take them all out. And then the Autobots yeah. are dealing with all kinds of crazy shit on Cybertron. Prime is essentially dead. 
They know there's a traitor amongst themselves. They don't know who it is. And then when you find out who it is, it's really fucked up because you find out extra information with that. And you're like, God damn, I thought I had missed something. And then they introduced what had happened later on. Just, you don't have to be all, all flim flammy about it. Just say what you're saying because. This well, is no, cause I would like some people to read this on their own without having necessarily heard everything about it. It's, so, it's okay. Like I'm gonna go ahead and ruin all of Batman for it. Hey guys, Batman's parents die every time. No, nah, except for an alternate universes. Yeah, I was gonna say not every time. Nah. Uh, but either way, so yeah. I finished volume five. I'm gonna get back to starting uh, reading volume six, which is everything after that. So the Autobots come back to Earth, um, and uh, basically Skywatch, which has been set up to basically defend the planet against alien invaders or like hunting down. Oh, you're going to get into the headmaster shit now. They've already done the headmaster stuff. That was they before did that, that was with the guy. The headmasters the was before that or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Headmasters was before that. Now, Ooh, if there's any, now the if it comes streaker. Uh, yep, exactly. Okay. So if that comes, yeah, the way they introduced headmasters in the comics was insane. Um, yep. but now they're dealing with the fallout of, cause they actually introduced in all hail Megatron was the first introduction of devastator. Uh, because, you know, backstory on that, they didn't all have the ability to do combiners. There was only one team that somehow developed the ability through, I guess, experimentation at some point. It may have been GX. That was an ominous one, right? No, it was Monstructor. Monstructor, that's what it was. Yep. So, even weirder. So, it's interesting how it covers, like, a literal broad range. So, like, stuff on Cybertron, stuff going on in the galaxy, wherever, and then stuff on Earth the it's a crazy crazy comic book series and i really like it there's yep. uh there's a couple artists that i don't like and it's whenever they basically make it bayverse style like they have moving mouths and their eyes are glowing and look super robotic and they have teeth and stuff i'm like uh, i don't fucking like this style stop drawing it like this go back to the normal fucking stuff but the stories have. even when the drawings go off yeah off the story's little, good the stories but... are the stories don't go off rails until later you'll tell like you'll know as soon as you get you'll get to the one where you're like oh this is where Hasbro stepped in this is yeah where Hasbro no when, when we get, when it gets the to the Combiner War stuff that's when it's gonna happen it, it's like right before that yeah <laughs> you so you can already it, feel you can feel the tide change while you're I'll see it. I'll see how far I'm gonna go with it uh in future phases as it was um we'll see I don't know I, I, I might just I might I, stop here we'll see what happens I think I got all the way up to the one where windblade is on the cover windblade is damn near the end of phase three so that's where it's already shitty I I read all the way through all that and that's the one where I got out I didn't read past that yeah but one thing I do like about the the actual books the first covers are monochromatic it shows one character mm-hmm. and it's monochromatic the mm-hmm. second phase it's monochromatic and then peeling away to color underneath the mm-hmm. third phase, it's in full color for right. every character on the cover. So it's actually really cool. I do want yep. the, I need to, I don't know where the last stand of the Wreckers is. I know it's in in here somewhere. Um, so I need to figure that out. So if I get that far, I'll be happy. The stuff with the DJD, like the DJD doesn't even exist yet. So that's all the kind of stuff I really want to get into. Technically they exist. They just. Yeah, I mean, they're not in there. It. They're not doing anything yeah. yet. That's what they I'm retconned them to have, having existed from the beginning. Yeah. So. It, I'm enjoying that. Uh, speaking of other comics, along with that, uh, I did get the first issue of Batman White Knight Presents Red Hood. That's their... Uh, that cover was really cool you showed us. Yeah, so that's two of the covers. I have the third cover coming as well. So this is one of the only ones where I bought every variant. Um, mm-hmm. And the one cover with the, the female Robin on it, 
Like the, mm. the that is a one of twenty five cover, so like it's a rarer variant. That one kind of remind me of like almost like an anime shot. Like yeah, the way they have him. Like, oh, it in definitely the is. The helmet and stuff. It yeah. definitely is. But uh, so it's a spinoff series. This is the one where uh, Sean Murphy actually handed the story to his buddy, who was like one of his editors. Um, and he said, "Look, I need to do a Red Hood story. Do you want to write it for me?" And he's like, yeah. "Is it still Jason Todd?" It's Jason Todd, but this is in the White Knight universe where um sean fucked up and made and made him the first robin which actually uh, adds interesting implications to it so in this story uh the reason why it's important is because he didn't die the joker didn't kill him and i'm not talking to didn't retcon him later and brought him back to life with the lazarus pit the joker didn't kill him because he gave the joker what he wanted he actually mm-hmm. gave the Joker Batman's uh, secret, identity. secret identity, and he let him go. So everyone, which, fu- which every- is against, which is against Joker characteristics, anyways, because he never wanted Batman's. But the but the reason he did that in this one is because he was actually let down by the fact that Jason did it. Yeah, like the Joker was kind of sickened by the fact that Jason gave him the info, and so like because he was basically after all the torture he'd been through and being shamed and all that, he basically ran off and didn't want to be found. Everyone assumed he was dead. Like the building still exploded and all that kind of stuff. But like everybody thought he was dead and he wasn't, he was out there just living his life. And by the time he finally got his shit together and tried to go back, he discovered that, uh, he was already, or Batman already had Dick Grayson to train as the next Robin and replaced him. And here's the fucked up part because he was the first Robin. And because of what happened, Bruce never talked about him. Mm. So Dick Grayson has no idea who Jason Todd is. Mm. And they don't know the existence of the first Robin, which comes up in this one. So it actually, what happens here, so in the White Knight uh, Beyond, Batman Beyond the White Knight, uh, Jason has to eventually come to Bruce's aid and lets him out of prison. Um, and then because of that, he gets fired from his job and then he kind of goes on the, on the run a little bit and he ends up going back to his old neighborhood that he was hiding out in and he goes looking for a job and there's an opening for a uh, teacher in a dojo. If there's one thing he's good at, it's beating up people. So he goes in there to apply for the job and lo and behold, here's this girl he knows running the show. And it turns out this girl whose name is uh, Gan. Uh, that's G A N. Could be Gan. Is that the, is that the female Robin you that showed us? The, that is the female Robin. So years prior to this, when Jason was on the you know just kind of meandering from town to town kind of stuff, he came to her rescue whenever she decided to stop some uh, some gang that was breaking into local stores. So she took up the Robin moniker because Batman like Robin. I don't think tim exists in this universe like i don't think there's tim drake or damien so like it stopped with uh with dick so to speak and so uh she's busting crime you know she's got some skills but not that great but she basically rides a bike around she made her own robin costume She's almost like Batgirl was like at first where she makes her own costume, starts being a vigilante on her own separately and then would join the team. But Jason finds her first. She's about to get her ass handed to her and he beats up the guys. Um, I forgot what they were called. I think it was the, uh, 
uh, not traffic light gang or something like that, but like there was a, a red, a yellow and a green helmeted guy, you know, and, uh, they looked a lot like his helmet that, you know, his actual red hood helmet. Uh, so I figured maybe there might be a tie in there somehow. And it looks like he hasn't taken up the red hood moniker just yet. Like he's still an in between. So he beats up these guys, tells her to run. The cops show up with Nightwing. Uh, he fights with Nightwing for a minute. He thinks he can get the better of him. And then he, you know, Dick ends up putting him on the ground, puts him in handcuffs or specifically bat cuffs. And while they're chit-chatting with the cops, he actually ends up getting out of the cuffs, which is supposed to be impossible for anybody. You have to know how to get out of them. So that takes everybody for a loop. But then the, they knock his ass out and then take him to jail. Later, Gon comes to visit him in jail and basically gives him back his classic uh, animated series. Uh, what is it called? The uh, grapple, the grapple gun. You know, the one like Ricky's got. Right. And so he uses that to bust out and stuff like that. And he decides to tell her the whole history because now she's helping him. And, she, and he's like, why are you dressed like Robin? And she figures out he had to have been a Robin to know the things he knows. And then, like, he agrees to train her. So this whole story is going to be there. I have multiple grapple guns. Which one were you talking about? The animated series one. I specifically oh, like the square said. one? Yep. Right. So, you know, they tie all these things. Oh, and actually, at this particular point in the comics, they actually show when he was Robin was during the animated series era of that comic. So they're actually driving yeah, the animated they had, series thing. Technically, they're, they're not far off because a lot of people have made that argument. If you watch uh, the... The, what is it? The new adventures of Batman and Robin, the one where season four of the animated series where they yeah. changed all the graphics. Yeah. That's Tim Drake in the story, the new Robin, the little mm-hmm. kid one with the short cape. Yeah. But his whole entire backstory is it's Jason, Jason Todd. Yep. Uh. So, um, but it's, I like how they, cause this is universe, all Batman continuity sort of exists at the same time in a way. Um, kind of like yeah, the, the handcuffs though. All you, all you gotta know is the password, which is orphan. Well, no, this wasn't, oh. this isn't even, this is womp, womp. Womp, womp. <laughs> so ironically they tell you it's like some kind of uh the cuffs were made by uh what's what's is it zatanna lucius fox no no no. uh is it zatanna what's it oh zatanna yeah the magician zatana. yeah zatara was her dad yeah, yeah oh zatara so the cuffs were actually made by zatara and you have to know very specific hand signs to mm-hmm. get out of them so because of course he's trained to you you know be able to get out of anything that batman can do you know, so he learns that. So that's actually. And, and if I may, like, there's there seems to be this impetus by the writers to consistently want to make Bruce like the worst bat dad ever. Mm-hmm. Like, what what's up with that? Like, well, he gets better. The thing is, like, he always fucks up at the beginning. I mean, he only had a dad, and it was, you know, Alfred essentially, that, and he's gone through hell essentially. This is true, but I'm saying like he hasn't exactly had the best anything not to mention he's essentially a psychopath with a lot of money and a goal okay so. i i agree with what dormammu is saying though there it's like their need to drive that fucking nail into the board well because i think we all agree my he sad fucked story up we've all heard my parents my parents divorced when i was young yada yada whatever Aww. but when i became a parent all i do is all those things that I wanted a dad there for, I make sure I do with my kids. All those things I'm glad a dad wasn't there for, I don't do with my kids. Like it's yeah. you don't have to have them there well, to, to be able to do a decent but, job. You just well, one thing one thing we did seen, you pursue vengeance? I yeah, mean, you, you didn't. You haven't really been pursuing vengeance. We're gonna we're gonna bleep this part out. But no, yes, I am Batman. You're not Batman. Batman. 
Yeah, ask my you kids. might be they'll you might be you. Catman. Um, ask, ask my kids; they'll tell you what's up. Nope. Anyways, so, uh, but actually, what we've seen throughout a lot of history with it, though, as we progress through the Robins, he does learn and he treats the later ones different. And he really didn't do bad by Jason Todd. Jason Todd was the physical embodiment of uh, the stereotypical bad teenager who didn't want yeah, to listen to. Yeah, he, he was. He already was a fucking street tough kid. You know, he was. The only thing he did he had wrong problem was with authority he let, too. He wouldn't let Jason kill people. Yeah, which he fixed later on no, by I letting mean, him kill people. Exactly. He found a way to go ahead and kill. <laughs> yeah. Um. But either way, it's so far I'm I'm happy with the story. One thing is I uh, when I ordered comics this week, which I don't normally do, I'd usually just go to my store and pick them up. But I had an inkling for some reason this week, and as soon as I got the the release info from uh, mycomicshop.com, which is actually a local Texas-based comic book store that just will happen to ship on the internet, I saw that the issue was coming along with the Power Rangers that I normally collect, and I went ahead and I just ordered a couple variant covers and stuff like that that I wanted. I don't normally get variant covers to that degree, but I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll go ahead and order it. And then I How go many fucking power ranger variant covers. Did you just buy not too long ago? Don't you fucking tell me. You well, no, I bought covers. two for the same issue because I like the, uh, I do like the Chrome cover ones that have the helmets on them. But, uh, the, uh, the good news is I did pre-order those things. So they'll come to me. I think next week I have it sent to ship twice a month. Um, so basically, you know, you have your own box and they just ship it to you. So I go to my store Wednesday after work and some of their shipment was destroyed, including half of the comics that I normally would be purchasing. So it's a good thing I ordered them ahead of time. Um, but now I will have multiple variant covers of the Batman comic just because so, and there is a much rarer version of the cover, but I just didn't feel like paying for that one. I was like, too expensive but either way uh let's see oh i did grab the uh, neca gargoyles bronx this week found that luckily in my target and oh, nice. and so far it's definitely one that had been there for a while because remember how well even you know the Rick, dust no not even that the uh it was always rumored that target was supposed to have a case that had one bronx and two uh Demonas in Demonis. it. Yep. And so far I've seen up until recently only two Demonas on the shelf until mm. very recently when they're now flooding the shelves. So that means the first wave from Holothon was only those three ever sent to any store. So mm. I, go, I go to my target, not a, not a out of the way one for work. Um, and buttload of Demonas and then a single Bronx. And I dug. I was like, maybe there's more. Maybe I could hook somebody else up. But, uh... Okay. Um, yeah, I still I still haven't got Demona. I'm still not sure if I'm going to get her or not. She's good, I'm, but uh, the, the issue... I know, but the thing is, I'm trying to... I'm, fig- I'm If I'm downsizing my collection to Legends to make room for more stuff, mm-hmm. it's, uh, that's stuff that I already have. I have a ton of stuff that nobody has ever seen because it's packed up and i just don't have anywhere to put it yeah so i don't want to start growing a, another collection like i'm getting the gargoyles but i was going to just get the main ones and then see if there's any other i mean you might as well thing. get demona at least like she's worth getting uh, the only real bad guys i need is xanatos and the iron gargoyles like yeah anything past that like the jackal squad or the wolf pack whatever the fuck they called themselves 
if they do like the rope if they do the robotic versions of them motherfuckers i'm in that would be cool motherfuckers well the only thing is they gave us demona which means they should give us a Macbeth eventually Mm-hmm. That would be mm-hmm. worth it together as a pair. I mean, she more needs importantly, that Demona, Ricky, because you know, like we were talking about, she's the she is the epitome of a really not nice ex. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. sure. Uh, uh, but the, oh. the, more importantly, not only did they give us Demona, they should give us a Macbeth. They gave us a Thalog. We should have got a Macbeth too. Yeah, why would we get Thalog so soon? Big. That's so dumb. Because it's a Goliath repaint. Oh, it's an easy uh, one. what is the other guy? Was it Stoneheart? Was that his? No, not Stoneheart. What was it? Yeah, Coldstone. Yeah, Coldstone. No, Coldstone. Coldstone. Yeah, yeah. The guy so, that he ended up he ended up becoming half a robot or whatever. Well, it's because yeah. they broke his statue and they put it back together with robotic parts. Yeah, so. I don't. I don't care about getting him either. It might be a cool one. Might not get away with that because of trademarking now. Uh, I want to say Coldstone Brewery, <laughs> yeah. but I uh, want to say I could be wrong. Creamer, uh, you're you're at your you're at your computer, Shook. You can tell me if I'm wrong, but I think Michael Dorf did his voice. The um Michael Dorn, Michael Dorn, no Dorf, the one who did Poo Poo Face from Next Generation, Poo Poo Head, Dorn, Michael Dorn, Michael Dorn, yeah, Michael Dorn, whatever. You're you're combining his name Worf with his real name Dorf. Meh, whatever. Him. (laughs) I think he did the voice of. I think he did the voice of Coldstone. He did one of them for sure. I know he did. You're right, but I don't know which character he did for sure. Um. They had a lot of uh, actually. TNG who played? Who there. played? Beverly Macbeth. Crusher was one of them too. Gates McFadden. Um, yeah. So wait, TNG folks had had all. Had, so wait, all of those actors. Who played Macbeth? That wasn't Patrick Stewart, right? <laughs> no. Okay. It was Sean Connery. Yeah, we wish. Um, either way. <laughs> so actually, I do have news on the Demona front. Mine took a nosedive the other day, and now her left wing will not stay up. So oh, man. I'm going to have to do something about that. Yeah. After I pulled Goliath down to do the review for Bronx and do the mm. wing, the wing swap, I'm sitting there doing uh. the review and I hear her fall. I was like, son of a bitch. Ooh. I know something. Medic. Broke. Yeah. Medic. It, it basically the teeth, the ratcheted teeth and the wings were already pathetic and like put any pressure on it. And it just, it can't hold anymore. So I'm going to have to do something about that. I just want the closed wings ones. Anyways, the open wing ones. I only want if they ever do the stone versions. Yeah. Yeah. And I almost picked up a, a second Goliath to try to see if I could do a stone repaint. I think I'll be okay, oh, yeah. except for the fact that I need a proper paint that will stick okay to the soft plastic of the bodies and the tails. Because otherwise, like as soon as you bend anything, especially with a bendy tail, it'll just break uh, break the paint. So I got to have the right kind of paint for. I that. would say spray paint, probably. Oh no, it's spray paint, but you got to have something that's flexible. So, like. Um, what is this stuff called? Uh, Get that paint that they put on houses for when the houses settle and the cracks form and all that. It kind of yeah, flexes with but it. But no, there, there's a vinyl. There's a paint that basically it's a spray vinyl. Um, mm. And all I would need to do is use that for a... I, can't, I don't know why I can't think of what it's called off the top of my head. But uh, you could use it as a base coat and then paint over it so it's got the flexibility and then you paint it on top of it. I don't know. You know what would be we'll kind of cool is putting like like uh, like uh popcorn, like spray popcorn on it so it gives it that rocky kind of... Well, they have textured like, paint for that. You know, what do you yeah. have to do that? They have stone textured paint. You would they have, have to go Krylon makes a stone textured paint. Yeah, pretty you awesome. could buy a straight up Krylon, but I'd be worried that it might melt some of that plastic realistically. True. So, I don't know. I'll play with it. We'll see. Yeah, it's, it's if I catch it on sale, like catch a Goliath on sale or a Thalog on sale where I don't have to pay... 35 fucking dollars by the way with taxes bronx was 40 i was pissed mm-hmm. um cheaper than bbts for those wings dude yeah cheaper than bbts price though offhand 
uh, without shipping. For those wings. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, where am I at now in my list? Uh, uh, oh, okay. Uh, so watching stuff. Watch quite a bit. Uh, along with uh, Black Mirror. So we watched a few more Black Mirror episodes. I don't remember if I... Did I bring that up last week? I think I did. Um, so we got a few more episodes into season three. Yeah, we still got a couple more to go. But like, there was one episode, you know, you talked about all the Marvel and DC actors and stuff like that. There was one episode I was like, Jesus Christ, there's like three mainline Disney, Star Wars or Marvel actors running this particular episode. I was like, shit. Um, still a crazy, crazy show. Um, I want to see the gray man. Have y'all watched that? Uh, the wifey watched it and I watched the last 15 minutes of it with her and I thought it was stupid as fuck. Um, but without, the, the she, one said, with, she said, she said, I should Captain watch America. It. Yes. The last, I heard it was really good. Yeah. The last 15 minutes of it were fucking absurd. It's like their final mm-hmm. fight. I got to watch their final fight and with no context. Um, I gotcha. But we talk about, uh, realism in uh the terminal list yeah this fucking this fight was super unrealistic yeah. he stabs he stabs a dude i'm not saying who i'm not saying who stabbed who i'm saying a person got stabbed a person got a person got, person got, stabbed, person got stabbed repeatedly and was still able to fight no problem i'm gonna stab you repeatedly yeah so yeah i don't i don't have any plans on watching that movie now that i've seen how it ended um I'm, I wasn't really very interested, especially with uh, what's his face but with a friggin' standalone mustache. Uh, Captain America with a standalone mustache. I was like, mm, I don't know about this. Uh, so, anyways, you were talking about Black Mirror. That's yes, Black Mirror was Black good. I'm uh, gonna keep watching that for sure. I'm very interested. I can't wait to get to Bandersnatch, which is the choose your own adventure show. Mm-hmm. So, I'm interested in that one. Once we get there, are you actually gonna? Wa- have you already watched videos on how to get the different endings? Or are you gonna? No, try I'm just to gonna go at it natural. I don't want to know nothing about it. I want to go into it natural and see what happens. I've never done fun. it, but I know that became a big thing, man. People mm-hmm. were on Facebook when that first came out. They were trying to tell people how to get the endings. I'm like, why would you ruin that for somebody? It was. I mean, it was the ver- the first of its kind. Other shows have done it since, but or movies have done it since. They got um, TV shows with Choose Your Adventure. My kids were watching one Man vs. Wild that was Choose Your Own Adventure shit. Like the Man vs. Wild. Climb up this, yeah, the TV Crazy. show with the dude that, yeah, like yeah. it was on Netflix and like he would come to a, like a part and they'd be like, is he gonna try to climb up this rock face or is he gonna go down this path over here? Yeah. And if he chose rock face, he'd be like, oh, he died. Try again, you know. Yeah. Well, see, <laughs> like, I, I knew, I knew. Uh, oh, let's see. Uh, I know some YouTubers did it back in the day, but Markiplier did it with Markiplier in space. And it was only like choose your adventure. So it was like, do I? It was a space drama thing, and they actually spent a decent amount of money building sets and stuff. And uh, it was like, okay, you're in charge. You're you're the captain, and you're telling him what to do. Like, okay, mm-hmm. do we flip the switch on this? Do we attack these people? Do we open this door? And they had to film, of course, the alternate stuff as you go. So it was actually pretty fun. But it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But that's that's easier. Because they can just set it up as different videos, and then you immediately jump to the next one. It's not happening within the show. So, to me, what I think would be funny with like a thing like Bandersnatch, like Black Mirror type mm-hmm. storylines and stuff, is if every every process, no matter what you chose, you always got some the same single fucked up ending. There is no multiple endings. There's multiple choices, but you still get the same fucked up ending no matter what you do, and just. That seems to me to fit more in like the black mirror, or like, or if you do nothing, mm-hmm. you, you choose a secret, do nothing, 
and that's the uh-huh. only way you get a different outcome. Yeah. <laughs> every, every, it's so that, you know, every change you make ends up actually just ending you at the same point. But if yep. you make like a no very nihilistic changes, kind of story, yeah. yeah. Like if you just sit back and just let shit happen, but nobody would whole... continue. Nobody would. I don't think, yeah. I think if that was the case, nobody would continue past like two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it was just fucking. But if you had a secret like Easter egg one on the screen, like if it was left or right, but if you hit up, you hit the, you mm-hmm. found the Easter egg one, like DVD, mm-hmm. like good old DVD Easter eggs. Oh, um, yeah. Good times. So the, the secret do nothing and you just play it out and it's a totally different outcome, totally different path. But yep. it's the only way to change it. If, if you actually fight against it constantly, no matter what you do, yep. you end up at the same point. No matter how you fought it, okay. I think that would be interesting to me. That would be. I think that fits more. Yeah, that fits more in the Black Mirror. Oh yeah, trademark copyright. (laughs) Jump on it real quick. Um, Yeah, but that that's me fits more because I haven't watched Black Mirror, but I've heard enough about it. It's very definitely watching nihilistic and oh super nihilistic. Yeah, so that fits more in that kind of uh, genre, I guess Mm -hmm. is what I'm looking for. Dude, um, the the so episode I think that would have been a good thing to do. So the episode, and a lot of people talk about this. I think even Pinkerton talked about it when he was watching it. Um, the episode where you can block people in real life, so like you perceive them as just like a staticky outline, but you can't hear them, and they can't talk to you. Um, they can try, but you know, it just blocks the audio, and like all reference to that person for eternity as long as you have them blocked is also so if you have pictures like or video of someone even seeing other representations yes what am i seeing the comment he made yes i see that Okay, well, since we did it that way instead of this, uh, Dormammu said he has ten minutes left, so I was oh, that sure I didn't all see. that without oh, saying I didn't... it on here. Sorry, I didn't actually <laughs> see that. I only have ten minutes left. I missed that part. I apologize. <laughs> Either way, Rob is gone. Uh, unfortunately, he had to go, but it's okay. Hopefully, we'll get him back on for another discussion we were supposed to have at the end. We'll still have part of that discussion, but it's okay. If you magically you see hear... behind the curtains, people. Yes, I don't care. It's fine. All right. Uh, the other thing is, I've been watching Clone Wars. Finally, into season two, and I'm still falling asleep after maybe an episode. Dude, how slow half. are you fucking going? That you just got into season two, the 20 minute episodes, dude. I know, but the thing is, like, I'll watch two or three, and I'll fall asleep on the second one. Wake up three episodes <laughs> later when it's paused, and then like, I'll be like, no interest in going back and rewatching it. So, like, the hard part oh, is, God. I have to go back three episodes to figure off where I actually fell asleep and like it's not that horrible no but the problem is i watch it when i eat lunch so i fall asleep Uh, after lunch it's like i should not watch shows i want to watch but it has gotten better it's definitely kicked up like you said you know season one is rough Um, season one's bad it's not horrible but it's not it's rough the same level too many jar jar episodes and and season one but but like it gets way better season two starts like running it hits the ground running dude could they not get the original jar jar voice actor like the this this version of no, Jar-Jar there was like a whole so remember bad. there was like a whole big thing after that movie that dude kind of lost his mind a little because he was getting so much hate mail I and guess, stuff like yeah. he almost committed like, suicide and stuff like it was but, a whole big i guess so thing. that makes sense but like th- this version of jar jar is so bad like the whoever's voice acting is so much worse either way i'm I just well, i know jar jar was trash anyways and that's nothing against the actor no, it's horrible but, that people treated so, him that way. I just didn't like the character. He did so, fine as exactly. I agree with that. Yeah. So the episode I think I just finished before 
on Friday. I, I try, I'm trying to watch it only on either Thursday or Friday. Um, so that way I can get other shows done. I think the one I watched was where they needed to find out if a senator was betraying the Republic. Uh, to mm-hmm. And uh, Amidala had to basically... Jar Jar was the spy trying to figure it out? No. It was Amidala had to basically try to seduce this guy and see if he was the spy or not. And like she yeah, had to of like course, Anakin got jealous. Well, Anakin went along. He was there to protect her, pretending to be her manservant. And of course, she had to pretend to kiss him at one point and all this stuff. And this dude was like all up in it because they used to date back in the day before Anakin came along. And uh, so he thinks you he's know, when, totally... he, when he was still a child before she started banging him. Exactly. Well, I think it was in the gap. After she was no longer queen, <laughs> he was Shut in up. the gap. Yes, I know. So I think it was. I think it was supposed when they dated was supposed to be after she was no longer queen and she became a senator for Naboo. So in that area, so he was still growing up in the Jedi, just jerking it off to memories of her. He wasn't yet trying to seduce her as an awkward, like seventeen-year-old. She, she was his Cheryl Teague's poster. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so this dude literally thinks he's totally going to get up in there again. And he thinks he's also going to somehow get away with betraying the Republic to the uh, Trade Federation. And so... Wasn't he working with, like, the banking people or yes, whatever? Yes, he was. He, well, he's part of them. No, no he's part of yeah. them. He, he is part of the guys who loan out the money. And they're like, well, if you want the money for your fucking big-ass droid factory, you're going to have to do this kind of shit. And, and then they end up giving the plan to the Jedi, or she steals them, I should say. And, like, they still do the thing anyways. I was like, so wait, taking the plans away and letting the Jedi know had no bearing on whether or not you did the thing anyways. They just happened well, to know that it exists. It's kind of like the, the all the Bothan spies that died to get the, the Death Star. This is one episode to the they, next. Oh, okay. So yeah, no, but they, I should they say still the went next forward with using the Death Star, knowing that people knew yeah. how to get in there and destroy it. So, okay. so I mean, it's not like there's genius, so, so for, geniuses out there. True. But, okay, so for instance, I watched that whole episode, and then the next one was the assault on uh, Genosha, I believe it was called. Uh-huh. And uh, the cloning planet, yeah, no, not oh, the, no, clo- the bugs, the no, bugs, Genosha was yeah. The bugs. yeah, yeah, so yeah. where they built a new dro- a new massive droid factory, which is what the whole uh-huh. point was, they needed money to build a new big ass droid factory to overwhelm the Jedi. And uh, I think I fell asleep halfway through that episode, um, even though it's like all battle and like watching them get completely fucked up by stuff like that, I fucking fell asleep in that one too. Or I was working on something, either way, I don't remember that whole episode, so I need to stop watching those shows. Right after lunch. Yeah. Or just skip lunch so I don't fall asleep at her again. Or just and, skip uh, the season three, it sounds like. Jesus. No, I mean, it's not boring. It's just, like, you know, I can't help it if I want to pass the fuck out. I may or may not have a glucose problem. Um, yeah. After I, that, I do the same shit sometimes when I eat something heavy. Like, I will go fuck sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's basically what happened. Um, the other thing is, of course, I watch Lightyear. We were talking about it earlier. Uh, good stuff. so I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Uh, Chris Evans did a good job, uh, even though they forcibly removed Tim Allen from being Lightyear. Um, which I guess, and, and now that I just said that out loud, I think I answered my own question that I put I in my notes. Forcibly removed. No, they did. They did. Uh, they took a political he stance did. with Tim Allen. The his his he, be, he, his political slash religious beliefs is why they took him out of being Lightyear. He couldn't be like year anyways. You're gonna tell me the the actual movie? Well, I guess. I mean, we do. Yeah. Now. I mean, never it, mind. I was gonna say you're gonna have the movie actor play his voice in the cartoon too, but I guess you, yeah. yeah. No, it, actually, he <laughs> wasn't. So I don't know who did the voice in the cartoon. If I'm honest, the Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. Oh uh, yeah, Star Command. Yeah. Great show, by the way. 
Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. And this actually, what's funny is this almost leads into the cartoon in a way, but it doesn't. Spoilers. Yeah. But the whole point is what I was getting at with the Tim Allen thing. I, I ended up spelling out the reason why that a lot of people are mad at this movie and calling it woke nonsense. And I thought it was about the the lesbian best friend. I was like, mm-hmm. why are people mad at this? That would make no sense. I, and I just talked it out in my own head and realized it's the Tim Allen thing, not not it's, that. Yeah, mostly the Tim Allen yeah. thing. So, but no, I was, but the one thing was, is like, I thought about it. I was like, hold on. So he knows his best friend is is gay. No big deal. Mm-hmm. One of the time skips, which by the way, the the whole time travel aspect of it was fun. That was to me. It was sad. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he's basically skipping that. over his best friend's life, and he has nothing for himself. Buzz is all it's about like being Space Ranger. It's yeah. like click with, exactly. with Adam Sandler. He hit fast forward too many times. Yeah, so he would fast. Every time he tried to do the uh, hyperspeed test, he would skip ahead four years. So mm-hmm. they're stranded on this planet. His best friend, who's also their commander um, at this point, he's only, I think he's a captain. Yeah, he's a captain. She's a commander. And uh, so she gets with a girl. They get married, they have a kid, which at one point I was like, are they not going to talk about this? <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, kids movie. They don't need to explain where this came from. You know, it's like, clearly they must. Now, if somehow they had worked in there that maybe like at one of his uh, breaks, Buzz was somehow like. You just see a, you just donated see a just taking out of the garbage can. Exactly. So if, if, <laughs> if the kid was somehow buzzes on the side, that would have been interesting, but then no, I don't, I don't like that. Well, because he also would have skipped over that kid's life entirely almost. Man. So like we see her son, I guess, or is, was a dickhead, the dickhead commander that later on took over. Was that supposed to be her kid? I want to say that was like the grandson or something, wasn't it? No. Cause there's only one generation off. So like, the the girl that he ends up uh, working with later is the granddaughter, so it was her. Which, by the way, they also skip over that family almost entirely. So I don't know what happened there because the final skip was like twenty two years. Um, so he like really fucking went for it and got twenty two years out of it, and that's when he comes back and the Zerg ship is above. I don't, I, everything about it, even with the references to like Star Wars and even some Star Trek and some other things in there. I, and I love I really Zerg, and I love how they finally explained him and He's, made his backstory. Like, uh-huh. It was cool. Like and, they handled that well. And if you're watching it at least on Disney Plus, you can skip through the credits to see all the credit scenes, which is pretty cool. How they at least threw that in there finally as an option. So I didn't know there was a total like after credits scene. I only knew the mid credits stuff, um, where you see that there may be a sequel in the future. So either way. Oh, I also like that uh, in the movie, like the, his Space Ranger suit is like r- pretty different from what we've seen before. And eventually, you know, he gets a jetpack as an es- escape thing. But then at the end mm-hmm. of the movie, they actually give them new updated Space Ranger outfits, which are the same as the toy from Toy Story. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. that is a really cool way to have gone, which is why it would have been awesome if they did the meta ending that I hoped they would. And they didn't. They hate me so much for doing that. Okay, so uh, on top of that, today... Oh, wait, hold on. I'll I'll not skip that far ahead. So the other night after... uh, I think it was after my live stream. uh, I went out in the living room, and the wifey was watching the Woodstock 99 documentary on Netflix. Oh, yeah? Holy shit, dude. Fuck. 
Like, I knew about some of the stuff that went on there, but I didn't know it was this bad. They've had they've had multiple. Oh, they have. This isn't the only one. I don't know who, which one in particular this is, but like, I didn't know half of the stuff that went down. Like, and I, and mind you, I didn't see the beginning of it, but I, you know, caught on. Like, so as as it got progressively worse over the amount of time that that concert or not concert, but festival went on, holy shit, dude! And then they showed the final extremely violent slash fiery end of that. I was like, holy fuck on the break, the break stuff part, dude, they, they, well, they, they talked about the whole limb biscuit thing, like the night limb biscuit went on and everything that happened mm-hmm. there. But then after the final performance with the red hot chili peppers, mm-hmm. dude, and the they fact that everything, to the they ground. burnt everything <laughs> to the fucking ground. They stole everything. They were tearing open the ATMs that were in the, uh, vendor village everything like it was so absurd and the fact that there were so many crews there documenting everything like they show all of it and i could not believe even in this modern day i mean like now the spin the fucking producers of that show were putting on it like they're pretending like none of the shit is happening they're having like daily news updates and stuff like that with press conferences and like they'll be like oh this happened but it's not like this it wasn't that bad people were fucking leaving out of there sick as fuck with sores on their mouths and everything like that because all of the water was contaminated because they had the porta potties overflowing right next to where people were supposed to be able to get fresh water clean water and shower up and that's only one of the minimal problems. They had one thing where like people had busted open the water containers and like flooded this whole section and made a mud pit, but it wasn't just mud. The overflow it was feces. And it was yeah. feces and all that stuff. I was like, and people were out there for days on end because it was a huge festival, and they paid hundreds of dollars to fucking go to this shit. And okay, like, so look, you just said that you want me to blow like it blows my mind. It might not. You might not care, mm-hmm. but. I'm a huge, I, I love classic rock and I, Hendrix is my favorite guitarist. In fact, I'm wearing a Hendrix shirt right now. Um, so I have the live at Woodstock Hendrix, um, DVD. Yeah. And it has like a lot of memorabilia that came with it and stuff. And I was looking in there and Woodstock 69, hundreds of the greatest artists of classic rock history. Uh, easily the top 20 groups and in, in individuals in classic rock were at Woodstock. Yes. And it was huge. It was a three day festival, massive $18 for tickets to go all three days. Yeah. To see the biggest, my mom and I went and saw the Eagles for my 29th birthday and they were like a hundred dollars a ticket just for like the nosebleed section. Yeah. And that was just to see the Eagles. And that was inside the ice palace in Tampa uh, where the lightning used to play at. Yeah. And that, and this was the entire thing for 18 bucks. That's crazy to me. Yep. That's, that's the music industry corporate greed for you. That's just, that's batshit crazy. And that's not even inflation. Those... That's not even fucking inflation, man. That is just corporate yeah. greed. And I'm not yep. usually about that, but when it comes to the music industry and all the bullshit I've had to deal with on my other channel with dealing with, with getting copyright claims and copyright blocks mm-hmm. and shit like that. Yeah. The fucking corporate greed on the music side, and Bobby's talked about it before, especially with UMG and Sony. <clears throat> uh-huh. Both of those companies can eat every dick. Every dick every and dick. choke on half of them. And they don't know which yeah. ones they're going to choke on. The dirty ones. 
No, I want them to savor the dirty ones. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Choking on them, they're stuck in there. You're going to be savoring them for a while. If they just swallow them, they're not choking on it. So. I guess that's true. Depends on how much they chew. Um, <laughs> how gross. Okay, so... <laughs> this just took a work. I wanted to talk about an $18 concert ticket, and somehow we got the choking on dirty dicks. Well, th- <laughs> speaking of choking on dirty dicks, we were talking about Woodstock 99. I'm sure there was a lot of that going on, because they oh. also... They also tried to cover up all the sexual assault and rapes that happened at the concert, some of which right in front of the fucking stage. So, like, there's a lot of shit that happened there. There's people who probably are scarred now, for life my kid, for that show. Like, my oldest is really into music, like, from a musical standpoint. My kid, my youngest likes music, too. Is this safe for them to watch with me, or is this no. a no-go for kids? No. Okay. This is a no-go. This shows all the dirty details. Okay. So, yeah, no, you don't want to watch this with your kids. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Until they're no, you don't have to apologize. That's why I asked because you watched yeah. it. I haven't watched no, it. No, no, no. I mean, at bare minimum, there's a lot of nudity and other stuff like that, and not to mention like so, yeah. the violent acts and cursing and all that kind of stuff. So no, all this right. is a yeah. That's not, why I was asking. I didn't know if it was children. a lot of talking heads or if it was actual video clips. No, no, this is straight up video clips of shit from the day. There's a lot of the talking heads and a lot of and one lady who I think it was gone by Heather. And I believe she was mm-hmm. an attendee talking about her experience throughout it. Okay. But they're talking they're talking to all kinds of people who were even the guy the guys who were in charge of it are on this documentary. And okay. even to this day, they're still not fucking owning up to it. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Um this morning, because we wanted to go with even more heavier watching, um there's a, a YouTuber slash political pundit that I watch. And I should probably wouldn't like to necessarily be called that, but uh Lauren Southern, she's actually a Canadian, like our friend Mike, and she's been in the political sphere since she was 19, like fresh Does out. she have anything to say about United States politics? Yes. And, well, then world politics care. in general. World, no, 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 world, world politics in general. But the thing is, like, <laughs> so, no, 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 but I mean, like, it's not just that she comments on political stuff, she's in it. Like, she gets in there, oh. she goes deep, and she... uh she's a, a researcher, a journalist. Like she actually is gotcha. on the ground filming stuff and she's a documentarian. So she's made, I believe she says she made four films now. So like I've, I've been following her for a while, her, her own podcast. And when she's on other uh, podcasts that I watch one, I will say she's absolutely beautiful Two, She's Ooh. highly intelligent. Three, is she hotter than the girl that was at your pool? Yes. Um, <laughs> but here's the other thing about it. Uh, well, actually, let me add to that final thought because I cut myself off. Um, it's hilarious to watch her get drunk off of Pappy Van Winkle and then uh, swing a sword around, uh, which happened. What the fuck on, is Pappy Van Winkle? Uh, one of the most expensive uh, bourbons you can buy. Mm. So uh, she's literally drinking Pappy Van Winkle out of a paper cup, getting drunk. And then after said podcast, she starts swinging a uh, sword around that's, that they had on, on set. It's funny. Um the other thing is she's really young. So I said she got started when she was 19. She's only 26 now. So like she's very well known. She's been in, in this for a while. She's already made four feature link documentaries, which is what we watched this morning. And it was, it's called farmlands. It's available on YouTube. And it's about the plight of white farmers in South Africa. And most people probably have never heard anything about this. And basically she goes into the fact that farmers amongst other people are getting murdered. The government is not only covering it up, but specifically working against these people to take their lands, 
and force them out. And even though some of these people have been on their farmland for like multiple generations and over a hundred years. So like, it's a lot, a lot of crazy shit. My my best friend, uh, my old roommate, Aaron, um, his dad actually lives in Namibia. So he's actually talked to me about some of this stuff. It's, it's pretty wild over there. It is. It is insane. So like she goes over the entire history of, of South Africa, how it was founded all the way back, you know, a couple hundred years ago, you know, Shaka Zulu, all that kind of stuff like that. They do talk about, she briefly brings in, you know, the Dutch India company or Dutch trading, Dutch India trading company, whatever they call it. Um, how it all got founded in the first place so that you have some type of historical background to why things have led till now. They go all the way up through Nelson Mandela, go through apartheid, all that kind of stuff. And then she's on the ground in Africa interviewing people who are on both sides. She even gets a government official to talk about it. And he's very blatant. He's like, nope, sorry, we're kicking them the fuck out. And if they fight us, well, we'll fucking kill them. It was like, but you know, they've been there for like longer than your government. It's like these people have lived on this land longer than your government has existed. So it's, it's insane. Some of the stuff. And it's just one of those things that like you would not hear about on the nightly news. Now, apparently CNN and Fox and stuff like that talked about it, but it has disappeared. And there's a four-year-old documentary. This, this came out in 2018. And the crazy thing is she talked about it on a recent three hour long expose. She did. Um, they did it on no budget. Like they had to borrow the money to fly there. They stayed on people's couches and floors. Like anybody who was nice enough to do it. They had enough money to pay for their, uh, guide and translator. And because they're not doing it for anyone big, uh, you know, it wasn't made for like a news network or something like that. It's very independent. Is it's pretty crazy how they managed to put this together. And I think they were there for a week. You know, mm-hmm. so I recommend it. I recommend just look her up, Southern or Lauren Southern on YouTube. And uh, I want to watch. I started watching her latest documentary, which is about the Southern border crisis, and it's called American Mirage, where she basically goes down with a filming crew. She flies over into Mexico and makes her way back across the border with all the illegals to show how it's done on the ground. So, you know, I started watching that one. I didn't get very far into it. I need to pick it back up again. So that she's done a few, a few different things, but that's her latest one. So either way, that's uh that literally brings us up to now. Cause right after we watched that, I came in here to uh, start editing last week's podcast. Nice. So literally brought it all the way back around. From last week. It's kind of funny. And also, my throat is really fucking sore from that uh, acid reflux earlier. Drinking water to try to help it. So, but either way, guys, that's going to be the end of the episode. I did cut out a whole discussion about food with Ricky. So, check that out on the bonus episode. Didn't have one last week, but it's okay. Um, I say last week as in, I don't know when this is coming out just yet. No, we don't have one last, last week. Episode 21. We're trying to make them stretch guys. We're trying to make them We're trying to stretch it out until life gets back to normal. So, uh, make sure you, uh, subscribe here. If you're new here and leave us a like, wherever it is, you're listening to this episode, whether it's on Spotify, Apple music, podcast things. I don't know. 
fucking Samsung. Leave us a like. Uh, if you want to leave a comment on YouTube, we'll read it at the top of the episode. And of course, if you want to email us to just give us thoughts, opinions, or uh, stuff you'd want to hear us talk about, do so at now you made it awkward mail at gmail.com down in the description below. And of course, uh, thanks to Rob for coming and helping us out again. You may or may not Who? become Dormammu. Mm-hmm. Dormammu. Yeah. Oh, Either way. Yeah, I hear it. Sorry. All right. And of nice. course, shout out to Mike while he's still trying to settle his thing. I'll try to keep that link going down below to the GoFundMe. He did add a whole thing where it's a model kit of a uh, DL44 Han Solo blaster that you can also purchase. It was donated to him. Damn, I heard that. That's on the recording. It was so loud. Um, so if you want to help Mike and his family get a home, please do. And of course, you can follow Ricky on the Nerd Rage Radio promos on Facebook and at the Realm Hatton Project on the Realm of Collectors channel on YouTube on Friday nights for the, or every other Friday night for the actual live uh, show. Just make it easy to say Friday nights. Yeah, I was we're just going to specify. We're on there every Friday night. That's which true. Is easier. I was going to specificate. So either way, mm-hmm. it's now raining and Rucky did not walk the dog, so it sucks. But we'll catch mm-hmm. you guys next time. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Rolling up over black Cadillac High heel boots and a sexy body full of tack